Okay, so, Teague, welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you. Welcome to Noob Talk Radio. I was just about to say welcome to episode. Welcome to Noob Talk Radio, episode 56. I'm your host, Joshua Osborne. With me here is Teague Anderson. And uh, Teague, tell me uh, how you're doing today. Fantastic. Thank you. And yourself? Are you doing as good as the kitty? Or can anybody be doing as good as the kitty? Nobody could be good doing as good as them. <laughs> Caught a squirrel yesterday. Went to chase him down. Fucking squirrel got away. <laughs> I chased him until he ran through a fence and then I like, knocked the squirrel loose and then I fucking chased him off with a stick. And <laughs> squirrel was a little stunned, hopping in place. And then he oh, just kind of curled up in a corner. I was like, mm. <laughs> went back and checked on him five minutes later. He was gone. He had just caught him though. Like okay. I was sitting here and I heard this fucking insane shrieking from the backyard. It sounded like a baby was being killed. It's like chittering kind of? Like... Oh, it was horrible. It was just like <laughs> oh, this fucking terror scream. And uh, he had this fucking squirrel in his mouth. <laughs> he looks so fucking existentially happy right now. Oh, he is. Like, yeah. look at this guy, man. Jesus. Yeah, no, I would kill to be that relaxed. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I have so much anxiety. Like, I'm <laughs> never relaxed like that. Like, that is just... You need to something. smoke some weed. Yeah, maybe, maybe. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, uh, you know, happy to be here. Beautiful um, weather. Fantastic weather. I'm psyched to do the show today. I feel like we've got a lot of very cool shit to talk about. I'm a little bit... I feel slightly remiss that we are not going to my cabin to record this episode about super scary things on the same weekend as Halloween. Mm-hmm. Would have been nice, but maybe next time. I don't know, man. Jason <laughs> is from New York. Fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> That's the point. Are you living on Crystal Lake? That's Le- what makes is, it awesome. Is your cabin on Crystal Lake? <laughs> no, but it is in some pretty scary woods. <laughs> yeah, I believe it. Uh, anyways, I'm, I'm hoping to, to enjoy that this weekend. Um, I will probably... I'll try to do, I'll try to do something Halloween-themed. Um, I think I might... It's been a really long time since uh, I was introduced to the Arkham Horror card game, which is a card game that's about the stories of H.P. Lovecraft. Right. It's like, um, yeah, each campaign went through like a specific story that H.P. Lovecraft did, and like you get to play in all the places where they go in the books and stuff. It's really neat. Um, it was very. It's one of the richest uh, board games I've played, like um, from a lore perspective. Okay. You know, like the just the way they handle the source material and the way they accurately capture like the sort of like. All the environments of the H.P. Lovecraft stories, all the creepy shit. It's really cool. Nice. <clears throat> and I was introduced to that with my girlfriend. Uh, we've since stopped playing. She kind of had her fill. Mm-hmm. Played a lot of fucking campaigns before she, before she mm-hmm. had her fill, though. Like, we must have done, like, three or four like, really long campaigns together. Hmm. Um, but there's an adventure that came out. I haven't played it in, like, over, like, two years, maybe. There's the At the Mountains of Madness, which is a H.P. Lovecraft story. One of the best. I, I really like it. Um, it's like this like you know expedition that goes to like the Antarctic and like discovers this crazy shit inside the mountains kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know like what killed the entire expedition that was here before us. Right. Very the thing. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Um, so they released a card game of that or something, and maybe I'll play that at the weekend. There nice you go. sort of like scary themed thing. But um, yeah, I mean other scary stuff. I'm you know also maybe just maybe keep my fingers crossed. Signalis is allegedly coming out two days from now, Thursday. If it actually comes out on Thursday, and I've got my country, my my like going away prep sort of like taken care of, I might get a chance to play that before I leave. Okay, be really exciting. Can't wait, can't wait to try that. Nice. Um, but uh, yeah, so I mean, uh, back to the episode. Well, I titled this segment, you know, not knowing what else to call it. We live in a world of remakes, but I'm cool with that. Basically, uh, just I thought as a general discussion this week, since the kind of the, the huge news of the past two weeks, in in my opinion at least. Uh, is the big Resident Evil showcase that happened and mm-hmm. the Silent Hill showcase. And I mean, yeah, we're just going to have a little little chat about that. I'm fucking stoked. Um, I don't know how you feel about them. I can see the appeal. Mm. I like horror movies. Mm. Um, horror games, though, 
I don't know. I've played a few. I dig a couple, I guess. But um, I guess, yeah, Hunt is kind of horror. Kind of. I mean, it's pretty horror-ish themed. It's up there. But it's not... If you were to watch someone playing Hunt and you didn't know what you were looking at, I oh, yeah. think that it would be easy to get confused with a totally normal horror FPS, if that makes sense. Yeah, probably. Right? You know. uh, from the outside, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. But it's just like, it's the people that you have to be worried of. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. So it's different. I don't but if you, if you just remove the people, it would be functionally a actually very sort of mainstream F- horror FPS. You know It'd what be I mean? boring as all hell. Um, yeah, but the they really you know they have really nice creature design though, right? Oh like, yeah, yeah, all yeah. the everything in the game visually looks like so nice. Yeah. Anyways, uh, so yeah, I mean, big showcases. I was crazy stoked, mostly because I mean, I guess I wrote this down as general discussion too because I I feel like what we're getting from the Resident Evil showcase, the Silent Hill showcase, the big things. I mean, just to get them out of the way before we I sort of I, I suppose leap into it, the, the RE showcase. Uh, the big deal here is RE4 remake. Mm-hmm. A lot, a lot of footage RE4 remake. Totally new footage. Uh, I mean, God, uh, you know, it, it looks phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um, that's really all there is to say. If you're curious, go watch the footage. It looks amazing. Um, this is the most fleshed out stuff we've seen so far. It looks like they're, you know, they're mucking with the formula in all the right ways. Like, they're just adding slightly more ways for you to interact with, like, the world. Mm-hmm. They show the first famous the first famous encounter of RE4, which I remember to this day playing for the first time. I'll never forget it. Uh, it's, it's the best opening I've ever played in the game hmm. in my whole life. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, when they drop you in the village, and it's like they don't explain anything to you, and suddenly there's zombies coming from... Like, as soon as you alert one of them, the whole village turns on you. And, like, you've got this little arena to run around in, but there's just so many... You, you actually can't... I Kill mean, them it's, all. it's maybe theoretically possible, but... Is there enough ammo? You'd have to like you'd have to hit every headshot mm. like without fail, mm. right? And not even that, you'd have to hit every headshot and probably follow up with like the the, the back kicks sometimes. Mm. You know what I mean? Like if you're if you're like one of those crazy savants, yeah. If you're a crazy savant, maybe I certainly never could. Fair. It also just kind of blew my mind in terms of like game design. Uh, but it was it's a timed encounter. It's like you have to right. both. Yeah, it's it it goes on endlessly until you kill both a certain amount of zombies and a certain amount of time goes by. Hmm. Both things have to be fulfilled. So if if like you have to hit us, uh, you have to survive for a certain amount of time and you have to kill a certain amount of them too. Okay. And then it just immediately stops at some point in time, you know? Like but you can't really finish it properly because no. I'm not a fan of that the uh, game mechanic. Oh, I love it. I mean, it's, I, it's a big thing in Metro as well. Well, they also, um, they, I think they only use that literally in that first encounter. Okay, good, good. It's not like the rest of the game is not at all like that. Mm. It's just the opening. Okay. Right? Uh, for And it really, so it really, it gives you a very unique feel for that first encounter. Right. And it's really Scary. horrifying. <laughs> yeah. No, I believe it. Yeah. Uh, anyways. Um, so all that to say, you know, the, in the footage they show... They show them redoing this first encounter, and like it looks like you know their head is in all the right places. Like they added some ways to fuck with the the, the encounter structure, like some like uh, I think it's like a lantern you can light on fire that like sets the cow on fire or something. Okay, but burns all the the zombies around it. I heard some people also saying that like they were concerned that RE4 remake wouldn't have this sort of like um, same lighthearted tone in places hmm. that the original had and he makes a crack when like the cow lights on fire saying something like you know you'll send me the bill or whatever mm-hmm. like yeah send me the bill for that like some nonsense right, right. so it just you know it feels like also there's it's still a little tongue-in-cheek like yeah, it's not yeah. it's like more serious in tone than the original like sort of visually you know like more darker yeah more darker yeah yeah, yeah. Um, but it looks like they still have at least a bit of the personality going right nice um, anyways uh, so I thought the footage looked amazing uh, that's the big thing that came out of it and then of course from the silent I guess you know to go real quick also our reverse 
is coming out finally, mm -hmm. right? Uh, I think I believe that did have a release date before, but we hadn't seen any new footage for that in a while. And I got to be honest, it I, I kind of I feel like I was critical of them before when they delayed that, just because I felt like if you delay a bad game, it's still going to be a bad game when it comes out. You know what I mean? Like right. And uh, they delayed it for a long time, but the footage actually like they I think they really changed it a lot. Like it's kind of if you put it side by side the original, the original was like super cartoony. And like this one really does not look uh, like it looks a lot more I don't know normal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If that makes sense. Realistic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so I mean that's coming out. I believe it's this Friday, if I'm not mistaken. There's already an open beta in progress, I think. Um, and again, free for people who own Resident Evil Village. Mm. I should have researched this more thoroughly, but I believe that it also can be purchased because I remember seeing. Um, seeing hints of that somewhere like people being like or purchase for blah 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 kind of thing like, hmm. so I think it's maybe available also separately but it's still free for all village owners that's cool yeah so I'm assuming it's got some probably some sort of like 20 bucks or something okay, you know, yeah. if you, for people who just don't feel like playing village but want to try this so. yeah and it actually does look a lot better than it initially did so well um, it's interesting yeah um, I'll be downloading that for sure and then I, yeah they put the third person mode in the game mm -hmm. yeah I mean why don't you tell me a little bit about uh, well I don't know I like the idea of that I I like third person more than first and um, when I saw that I actually was thinking I might actually try Village out at some point just again because I prefer third to first person yeah. and um, all the OG Resident Evils are third so true, true. I kind of like the idea of <laughs> I like the idea that it's optional mm -hmm. um, that it's a free thing totally and I, I don't know. I just uh, I'm okay with it. Yeah. I, I I kind of understand what you were saying before about you know taking away from the original idea of yeah. the game, but yeah. I don't care. <laughs> I, I just I always get uppity when mm. they fuck with products after they release. Yeah. It's it's a thing with me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. I'll have the exact same reaction no matter what it is, mm -hmm. with very few exceptions. But it's like whenever they modify the actual game after mm -hmm. mm, I get, it always gets my hackles up yeah you know? no I've seen it yeah. done properly enough times that I'm kind of okay with it it's the same way that like even when say Elden Ring tweaks some numbers mm -hmm. I'm always a little like mm, but did you just I, I guess from my perspective there's just something to be said for the way things are when they release this is the vision and that's it I don't like it or not. I don't, I don't necessarily know. agree. I, I think that if you see, I think a lot of problems can come out from thousands of people trying it. Um, You're right, and like they just didn't foresee this being a, an issue, yeah. you know, because of the the just the range of builds and weapons mm -hmm. and buffs and everything. Like you can't possibly go over everything. I guess, I guess. So I, to to re it's so like it's a it's a super common thing in mm -hmm. like all PvP stuff. Totally. Right? Like, they're constantly changing Well, that stuff. feels a little different, because PvP is like, that I, I get more. You yeah. You know? Like, it's more like when the stuff changes in, like, the single-player experiences, that I'm yeah. always a little... But, but again, for Elden Ring, it's all potential PvP. Yes, that's true. So, yeah. you yeah. know, when you see a broken build... And like, we'll get to something interesting in the news about that later. The Rivers <laughs> of Blood, right? Yeah. Like, um, the Moonvale, whatever. Like, yeah. when they see something is abused and used by 90% of the player base, I do feel like it's totally cool to you know crunch some numbers and you yeah. know kind of balance it out a little bit yeah when yeah. everybody's doing the exact same thing I, I i i'm all for them changing stuff i also can't say that i don't want a healthy pvp environment mm -hmm. so there's that yeah, <laughs> right fair enough, yeah. but um i understand what you're saying though like yeah um, i do yeah. get what you're saying but i 
I've just seen it done so many times properly. I mean, I've seen it done terribly too, mm -hmm. but um, it makes a lot more sense to me, mm -hmm. uh, especially just because... Well, I guess you could probably see how many people are using it, right? Yeah. And if if that's the only option in a game where it's pretty much limitless, yeah. Like if that's the only way to or to be, you know, max strength. Mm -hmm. I feel like that takes away from the game. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense yeah. to me. Yeah. I guess I just feel like for Resident Evil, it seems it, in my mind, it's so clearly the intent for seven and eight was to have this completely new, different experience because mm -hmm. it's first person. It felt so integral to the identity of these games that something something about that makes it feel inappropriate to me. But at the same time, I can't argue that like more option more options for accessibility are good. Yeah, I mean yeah. more options of ways to experience the thing. Does it really do anything bad? You know what I mean? Like yeah, well, it's just again like the fact that it actually appealed to me a little bit once I saw that. I yeah. was like, well, fuck, I never thought I would be interested in Village. And that, maybe now I might. That's probably the most compelling argument that I could come up with for why it's good. Yeah, <laughs> you know I mean, what I mean? Like, Jesus. That is a really good point. Yeah. It broadens the player base. Yeah, yeah. Maybe you should try the demo, man. Yeah. I mean, maybe. which you know brings us back to the showcase. I can't remember if I said this or not, but there's a demo now for the new... Well, I guess it's not... It's just the demo of the same game, but with this update in it. Mm -hmm. So you can just try it out if you like. And they're, yeah, they were saying in the showcase, too, they're like, you know, if you want to try this sort of third-person mode, go download the demo now. It's going to be live. You know, try it out for 60 minutes or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Like, if you like it, pick up the game, you know, whatever. Yep. If you want to pick up the game now, too, it's a great time for it because... It's like 40 bucks or something? Totally, totally. And RE-verse comes out... It's maybe full price. I mean, it might be on a sale. At the yeah, moment, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm talking oh, about. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I was just so. looking at the great. store the other day, and I... I think I've got like $45 uh, in my wallet. Sure. And I was like, oh, I can buy this. And um, I didn't. But uh, it's, again, prior to knowing this. Mm -hmm. So, And then, of course, also there's the R-Reverse now, too, which is like probably not that great, but it's free. Yeah, and I know? mean, it might be worth the 40 bucks to be able to play that and then also be able to fuck around in third person. Yeah, and this doesn't also, like, R-Reverse doesn't feel like modifying Village to me because it's like its own thing. Right. So that completely, I, that doesn't like, you know. Doesn't I, step on any toes. No, not at all, right? It, it, that's a pure win for me. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm with Even you. if it's not that great a game, it's like, no, no, whatever, it's, you know. Dude, any free um, addition with co-op, how can you complain? Absolutely, absolutely. And I gotta be honest too, I mean, they showed footage of the, I, I wanna say it's Shadows of Rose DLC. I could be getting that wrong. It's something Rose, mm -hmm. for sure. And it's his daughter, right? It's like Ethan's daughter, who I, dude, uh, Village left, left, I really, really enjoyed it, but it left less of a mark on me than Seven did. Mm, um, fair enough. Yeah, Seven was just so, not, I don't think anything will touch that for me. You know, fair. It's like the most immaculate first person horror experience I'll ever have. That was fucked up, man. I only played for a short cool, time. Man. You gave it to me. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I only played for a short time, but yes, I have PTSD now. And, I, um, I like felt like I was in horror movies. Mm -hmm. I've never mm -hmm. had that feeling before. Like I'm like I feel like I'm in. I'm playing the thing that I always see happen to people in horror. <laughs> and it had a more of a Texas Chainsaw Massacre vibe than yeah, a little bit. Yeah, um, no, you're all right. the other you're Resident right. Evils. You know, yeah. like they had a more. I don't know. I never thought about that. It's actually a fucked up family. Yeah, you're right. Like it's 100 percent Texas Chainsaw vibes. Yeah, dude, I'm pretty sure he comes at you with a chainsaw crazy, at some man. point. No? Yeah, yeah. Village <laughs> was like fun. It really is kind of like four and five. Mm. Like re four and five. It's like four is the like serious tone dark sort of scary one five because they add action and co-op it becomes sort of like just a different way different yeah. You know? yeah yeah and it really seven and eight they feel the same way it's like eight is just really actiony and very enjoyable on different levels 
but yeah like seven had an impact yeah it really had an impact yeah, yeah. it also it, it just like that game like ripped my mind open in terms of like it just I, they did stuff in the game that I was like I did not think you could do mm-hmm. you know what I mean like they programmed stuff that felt so real and the, like the people acting in it felt so organic mm-hmm. I was just like I, I yeah it's like sometimes I kind of you feel like you're not playing a normal it's like how you know no one can make games like this what's mm-hmm. the deal yeah you know like i it was anyways it was a masterpiece it was a masterpiece um a first of its kind absolutely yeah no 100 percent um why was i on and i mean to revolutionize the series and take it in a completely different direction when it when it when the series desperately needed like rejuvenation yeah sort of like yeah anyways um but all ranting about how good seven is aside what was i saying it's that yeah, the Shadows of Rose DLC. I think actually looks not bad. Hmm. You know, like I'm a little curious. The, the the Resident Evil Seven DLC, they released a bunch of it. It was pretty bad. Yeah, um, yeah. Zoe, yeah. Uh, maybe. Yeah, I something of Zoe. Biohazard Zoe or something. Yeah, Fucking, I don't remember. That sounds right. Hmm. Um, it was just very uninspired. Um, and sort of like I, so I felt like that kind of I don't care fundamentally but I did feel like that kind of maybe weakened the package mm-hmm. but I feel like Shadows of Rose like I don't know I'm optimistic I think it looks decent like maybe it won't weaken the package hmm. and maybe it's actually worth playing I don't know I mean it's exploring a different character that kind of stuff is always dangerous but yeah. you know I mean who knows right and I, I guess I'm coming at it from the perspective of I'm just happy that like the they're sort of supporting the game I like the RE-verse coming out Shadows of Rose is just like um it's like a little bonus package. Yeah, icing on the cake. Like, if you really want something else in the universe, go try this. Like, why Cherry not? on top. You know? Like, I'll probably might give it a shot at some point in time. Although, replaying 7 would be... Now that I'm talking about it so much. Yeah. <laughs> would be kind of nice for Halloween, too. Halloween thing, yeah. Um, anyways. Uh, why was I on this massive tangent? Right. Well, Shadows of Rose DLC. Mm-hmm. That's also there. Uh, and I guess it's really it from the, from the showcase. Yeah. Yeah. That's um, all I got. Pretty good. Yeah, I no, mean, it was a cool showcase. Mostly RE4 Remake. I'm just like, holy fuck. Yeah, that like, and the third-person thing are the only things I cared about. Well, well yeah. yeah, I guess Reverse, too. Yeah. You know that beyond the shadow of a doubt now, Shadows of Rose, that RE4 Remake coming out, we have to get RE5 Remake now. I hope. It's like a foregone conclusion, I feel uh, like. I don't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that. Although I, the, the controversial, uh, you know, there was all the, like, um, yes. the racism stuff when the it came out. The most ridiculous arguments ever. <sighs> Yeah, that was... Insane. Uh, I never really... that All those um, objections never resonated with me. I, I never got it. I, I just feel like... I felt like you guys are just trying to make things what they aren't. You know? Yeah. But listen, the success of the remakes is like kind of undeniable. Yeah. So RE5 Remake seems like a shoe-in. I would play the hell out of it. Oh my god, dude. I fucking love that game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, me too. I have nothing but like the fondest memories from playing that. Me too. Like even when I, I jump back into it with you for like a, just a couple hours. Yeah. Like it was. It's rough. It's very rough. But it was still like it brings me back to what I was feeling the first time a little bit. A little bit, but it it, it doesn't have the same feel as games do now. No. Right. No. So it felt clunky. It didn't feel like uh, the buttons. It, it didn't feel like you. The the player re- react or the character reaction was off. The I don't know. Some of the stuff was just it felt old. No, totally. Yeah, totally. and uh, outdated. Shows its age. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, so I mean, that's re That's the re. Uh, we've covered that. Uh, then of course the Silent Hill showcase. The biggest takeaway from that is mostly just that Silent Hill 2 Remake is happening. Yep. Um, it's nice to finally have. Uh, I've been really tired of the sort of news coverage of Silent Hill in the past. I don't know. 
I guess really ever since the abandoned conspiracy started, mm-hmm. right? Oh like yeah. that was the beginning of all the crazy rumors. And there was so many more like minor news things of like, you know, this rumor of Silent Hill thing, this rumor of Silent Hill thing, but just nothing substantial, mm-hmm. right? In like such a long time. And I mean, I guess we know that abandoned is now abandoned. Exactly. <laughs> um, those fucking guys. It was a con. It was a con. It was, <laughs> it was a con. Straight up, dude. Straight up. Uh, well, they definitely weren't working on Silent Hill. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but, um,. Yeah, so it's nice to just really have finally, like, uh, Konami. Konami? Mm-hmm. I always get Konami and Capcom mixed up. To have Konami just come out and be like, here's what we're working on. Now you can stop with all the fucking rumors. Like, yeah. It was really yeah. obnoxious. <laughs> yeah, Silent Hill is Konami. Capcom is Resident Evil, right? Exactly. Yeah. 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 Um, and, uh, yeah, so, I mean, the big one Silent Hill 2 remake. We can mention really briefly, there's other titles, too. I believe there's four of them. There's some Silent Hill F set in Japan, uh, done by a visual, a famous visual novel guy. Uh, there's Silent Hill Transmission, done by, I want to say, a Polish studio, maybe No Code, if I'm getting it right. Uh, they have worked on other stuff, and, you know, listening to the developers talk about that in the showcase, it sounds interesting, but there's not much known. There's some other game that the name is escaping me at the moment, but it's, like, some sort of weird, like, not live service game, but, like... It reminds me of when Peter Molyneux, I, I think it was, made that crazy mobile game where the whole thing was a cube and you pluck away pieces of the cube, but everyone does it together. Like everyone playing the game removes pieces in the same app. Mm-hmm. So it's like all coordinated and like synced, right? Um, and when the person removes the last cube, there's like a prize at the center, but you don't know what it is until you do it. Hmm. And you couldn't possibly remove all the pieces of cube by yourself. So the whole world has to coordinate to do it. Hmm. That a weird shared experience thing. Yeah, very this, weird. Very weird. Yeah, this Silent Hill thing is also it's supposed to be a weird shared experience where it's like people contribute to the story together somehow. Hmm. Who knows what that means? It does sound kind of interesting, but it's all in the implementation. Like, right. You know, right. Just who knows? So the only real concrete thing here for me was just the, the Silent Hill Two remake. First time the mainline series has been touched in a very long time. I think it looks great. Yeah, Bloober Team uh, working with original teams. Silent artist. That just sounds weird. They said silent artist. They mean silent, like capital S silent. Mm. But it sounds like it's a silent artist. (laughs) Uh, Original Silent Hill artist Masahiro Ito. He's like the creature designer. Um, Yeah, I don't know about the director of of the franchise, but they've got the creature designer, who I presume had a lot to do with the sort of main components of the game, uh, and the composer Akira Yamaoka. Um, it's also PS5 exclusive, which is kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. It's exclusive for one year. It's a timed exclusive. Okay. Uh, which is fascinating. Good. Uh, yeah, yeah, good. And I think that the footage shown speaks for itself. It doesn't look as insane as RE4 Remake, nor would I have as high expectations for that. Silent Hill 2 Remake is, you know, widely considered to be the best game in the series, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, I certainly think it is, uh, although I played the first one more. Um, but uh, yeah, Silent Hill 2 Remake, I remember really intimately because I'm pretty sure I rented it. Uh, hmm. I, maybe even actually somebody else's house. Hmm. I can't remember where I played it, but I'm pretty sure I played a rented game and it, it felt incredibly revolutionary at the time. It was a really long time ago, but I remember yeah. just being blown away by all the like weird, creepy fog environments and shit. Yeah, yeah, it's creepy. It's so. just really fucking cool. But yeah, the remake footage looks really good. Uh, it's not nearly as fleshed out as the RE4 remake footage. It's clearly much further away from being released. Right. But I think it looks very promising, and the pedigree of the studio is pretty good. Uh, they've worked on a lot of good stuff before, and the fact that they're working with the original creators, two of the original creators, is also, I think, really nice. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think it looks great. Uh, and I guess that I really just sort of, I thought it was interesting to have these two um, showcases that the main center of attention are both remakes. Yeah. Just in, in the sort of the landscape of remakes that we have today, you know, we've had Demon Souls remake, which launched the PS5. 
which I still to this day believe is the best technical demo for PS5 I've seen. Right. And then we have also the RE2 remake, which was completely bonkers. Right, like 3 one, as well. One of the coolest games I've ever played. Yeah, 3, it sounds like the uh, public and critical reception is less good, but it still sounds like it was a very good game. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, we've got Last of Us remake, uh, mm-hmm. which by all accounts is... I mean, it's a controversial game because a lot of people are butthurt about the uh, price tag. Right. Yeah, which is reasonable. Um, I mean, my stance on that is still always just like maybe just don't buy the game if you don't. Yeah, if it's not worth it to you, I mean that's fine. Like I don't want to buy it. I'm still happy that it's out there. Yeah. I mean, what if I do want to play a remake of Last of Us? Well, then great. Yeah, you know? exactly. Like, I still got the PS4 one. If I just want to go back to that, I guess. Yeah. It looks fine. It looks really good. Fair <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I mean, you know, Last of Us remake by all accounts looks extremely nice, whether you believe in the price tag or not. Uh, and then, you know, these two games are two of the biggest games that are the focal points of people's attention right now, and they're also both remakes. And Dead Space. Oh, yeah. I mean, thank you. I mean, I completely forgot about Dead Space. Well, they're yeah. going on a, It's a real horror thing, right? It seems. All of the remakes I guess that right. we just mentioned are horror. I guess Demon Souls. Well, Demon's Demon Souls, Souls even isn't... has horrific influences. Yeah. But it's not like it looks monstrous. But it's not an actual horror game. No. But it's got a no. it's got a vibe. It's very it? dark. Yeah. It's got a vibe. Maybe it's yeah. a Halloween thing. I don't know. No. <laughs> it's just a coincidence in Halloween. Hundred percent, hundred percent. yeah, so I mean, I don't know. I mean, what do you how do you feel about this whole you know, I I feel like there's a lot of this the, the sort of the existence of all these remakes and whether or not they're good for the industry is a topic of like very frequent debate amongst both fans and critics alike. Mm-hmm. And what do you, how do you feel, where do you stand on this whole? I've been sort of torn about it. Um, but for the most part, I feel like it's a good thing. Um, because again, when all of these games came out, it's, it's a different generation gaming now. Uh, so totally. the people, the youngins now, never played that shit back then. No. I want them to experience what I experienced back then. Yeah. And, and they can't experience it the way you experienced it no, well, because they can't they pl- exist. If they play a last generation, their last console generation game, yeah. uh, it doesn't matter how good the game was. They're playing yeah. on, it's like us playing on a Super Nintendo. 100%. Yeah. Um, it's not going to be the same thing. So yeah. even if the game is amazing, they might not like it because it's fucking dated. Totally. Whereas a remake, hey, I think uh, I think it makes sense. It makes I, uh, me feel like even when I tried to play Dead Island One, mm-hmm. like it's still the game still looks fantastic, but it feels very bad. Yeah, right. No, I, I like I just don't like playing old games, honestly. And um, I like them from a certain era. I I still feel like the Super Nintendo era is preserved. Mm. Like it doesn't, they don't weaken with time to me. Hmm. They're just a different kind of game, but like they Two don't. Buttons. Yeah, they don't feel bad. Mm-hmm. Whatever. It's like wait, no, Super Nintendo was four buttons. Right? Four buttons. You're right. Four, yeah. Yeah. Nintendo was two buttons. Nint- um, yeah. But I mean, like, it's not, not the same. No, it really know? isn't. Yeah, um, yeah. Like Super Nintendo games that felt crisp, I actually think still feel crisp. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's fair just like, it's just a different sort of yeah. It's not the same as like early early 3D games. No. Which really just do not. Dude, you can't play a PS1 game. Uh, no, well, I mean, you can, but like playing Resident Evil One, Silent Hill One, yes. Uh, yeah, but I mean, like I get, yeah. Resident Evil Two might be PS One also. Resident Evil One was for sure, um, and PS Two it might be one, maybe two. I, I can't remember. But yeah. either way, playing that now, it's like it's, dude, things have changed. Um, yeah, you can't go back to those games. You no, just can't. Like no. they're too rough. Even Resident Evil Five, which is not that long ago. No, it's got a chunky feel. It's rough. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. and it's much more recent than all these older games. Yeah, you know? like, but I want the younger generation to be able to experience 
you know, yeah. the Dead Space vibe. The, for the sure, for sure. Resident Have Evil. Have you seen Dead Space remake footage lately? Yeah. Looks nice, eh? Yeah. I think it looks really good. It does, but yeah. it, at the same time, I'm not overly interested in it anymore. Yeah. You know? I'm a lot more interested in Callisto Protocol. Yeah, just because it's different, right? It's I think... new. It's something else. I, like, I did the Dead Space yeah. thing. I want other people to be able to do it. Yeah. But I'm not overly interested yeah um very happy it exists though definitely because it, it does look real nice you know yeah i guess when i saw the dead space remake i was like okay it's still the first game mm-hmm. is what i thought right so yeah. i'm like yeah maybe i'll play the callisto protocol if i play either of these two yeah just because it's different yeah you know? exactly and it also looks super sharp mm-hmm. like the callisto protocol stuff they've been showing i'm like wow yeah like, I, I think it's really impressive yeah. um but but all in all I'm, I'm all for the remakes um yeah again though as long as there is enough time you know like i don't want them yeah. remaking sekiro maybe we can talk about last of us remake in this regard right yeah because that, that's a question of time also yeah but last of us is in ps3 yeah, but they already had a PS4 remake. Yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, but again, like what I'm saying is, like the original right. itself was old enough. Like that actually is fair. Yeah. So I mean, they kept it up to date, in on PS4, yeah. or they they whipped it up to date on PS4, so people that just started on the PS4 mm-hmm. got the experience mm-hmm. that the people on PS3 did. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. PS5, same thing. It's yeah. a different, you know. I mean, yeah. I'm sure a lot of the same people are still playing, but. I'm okay with it. Yeah. Because again, a lot's changed. Yeah. And um, and arguably, it is you know one of the greatest PlayStation masterpieces to exist. Mm-hmm. So you can see someone being new to gaming, being maybe recommended. You know, well, there was this really cool thing that happened like ten years ago. Exactly. It was one of the greatest things that like completely took the world by storm in gaming. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And like them being able to experience that in a similar way to how like you say in a similar way to how you did at that time yeah like uh, again because I, it's like you can't you can they can never experience it the way you did at that time because they can't have the brain of you that you had then well the system they've had all the later technology right? exactly so, so you can't you can't do it the same you yeah. need you need to have the uh, the quality of like the Resident Evil 2 remake yeah right where it's yeah. like they did change stuff totally but it still had the the, the guts yeah and um I'm kind of all for that. I just don't want to see remakes of games that are pretty much up to date. Yeah. You know, like I don't want to see a Sekiro remake. No. Yeah, or an Elden Ring PS5. Yeah. It know. already is PS5. Yeah, but it's also <laughs> PS4. So if they make a no, new I think they remi- actually have a native. Do okay. they not have a native PS5 version? They might. No, I'm not sure. <laughs> but either way, what I'm saying is something recent, remaking, yeah. I'm not cool yeah. with that. Like, like Elden Ring remake for PS5, and it's a brand new game, it's $90. You're not into that. No, 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 no. I the game is recent yeah. enough. Yeah. Uh, like, I don't think that's necessary. But no. at the same time, also, I do... Also, FromSoft is a cool company. They'd never do that. <laughs> yeah, well... <laughs> but that aside. <laughs> mm. I wouldn't say... I'd never say never. <laughs> they haven't yet. The only remake they've ever made is uh, Demon's Souls remake. Didn't and they do Bloodborne? It's not a remake. There's no remake. They didn't remake it for no. four, wasn't? No, I kind of. Oh almost no, wish it was a four game. A four that's game, right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. That's right. I actually kind of wish there would be a PS5. Mm. Uh, they they could maybe use a remake, but four to five, <clears> yeah. Nah, it doesn't. Well, 2016, was it? If you go back and play it, it looks fine. Yeah. You know, yeah. it it feels fine. It looks fine. There's no there's no need. Yeah. So all in all, I, I just don't want them remaking stuff too soon after the original came out. Yeah. You know, as long yeah. as there's enough change, then okay. You know. That's the only place where I can agree with the criticism and or and or controversy around Last of Us remake is that I, th- I I can see a little bit of potential for there being a nugget of truth there in the sense of what you're saying in terms of like it was maybe too soon. Yeah, well, they did maybe GTA, but that's arguable. GTA, right? GTA Five, yeah, PS3, 
three, four, five. Yeah. Like, yeah. But, but those are all ports. But it's a completely different game now, right? Mm -hmm. Well, they do have a PS5 version. Yeah, but they're all. They never change anything other than just strict, strict uh, graphical upresing, right? Like, there's no actual change being other than graphic upresing and like frame rate, maybe. I'm not sure, right? You can't play mm. with PS5 and PS4 online. Um, yeah, I don't know if they're actually different packages or not. You know what I mean? In either way, like, that kind of bugs me. But yeah, at the same time, they made so much money off of it that, yeah. well, shit, they'd kind of be dumb not to. Right, right. You know? yeah, so, yeah. That's kind of how I feel about Last of Us Remake also. It's like, well, if they think they can make enough money that way, mm -hmm. why not let them? I mean, okay, a Fortnite remake. That would bother me. <laughs> a Fortnite's a free-to-play game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I mean, it's like, it's so not old is what I mean. Uh, yeah, yeah. That, that totally makes sense. Yeah. Totally like, makes even sense. if the remake was free-to-play, um, <laughs> I would just be like, oh, fuck off. We don't need that. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, yeah, there's there's something to be said for we don't need this, mm. right? It's kind of like, that's where the whole argument comes from is like, if, if the answer is too frequently we don't need this, then I feel like there's an argument for, okay, maybe, maybe you're putting resources a little bit too much in the wrong areas, mm -hmm. right? Because I feel like from my perspective, that's, that's what, you know, a lot of the sort of pundits and critics like to talk about is the fact that if studios waste too much time on remakes, then we're never getting new IPs. Right. And that's a valid argument um, and it could be true. I don't think it is, um, but there is an argument there and I guess where I'm coming from is why I'm happy about all these remakes is because I do actually feel like they're doing kind something of, different yeah they're different products they're not the same thing and that I'm completely cool with yeah even Demon Souls it's like Demon Souls is pretty much the exact uh, intact normal standard game but it was it was a PS3 game I guess it was only a PS3 game, but if you look at, uh, at pictures of it now, it, it's pretty, you know, like, by today's standards, it does not look good. No. Right? Like, it's still a decent-looking, it was always a decent-looking game at the time. Yeah, but PS3 to PS5. It's a long time. Dude. But they not only, like, the um, what they did with the visuals of that game, it's just, it's breathtaking. Mm -hmm. You know, like, it looks stunning now. It doesn't just look better, it looks like... Really like, good. How can it look this nice? Mm. You know, that's what I mean by tech demo. Is it's like you know, not just in terms of frame rate, because it was a really nice frame rate tech demo for the PS5. Because I feel it felt like it was a super a silky smooth sixty, mm -hmm. the whole fucking like, and it never once dipped. Right. You know, I, I could be wrong, but that's certainly how it felt to me. I'm not a an FPS guy, mm -hmm. frame per second guy. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm not a frames guy, but you know, it you are felt, a first person shooter guy though. Totally. Totally. hundred <laughs> uh, percent. But it's basically just crazy silky smooth. Frame rate and the visuals are just like mind just like how 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 can this exist this you know, this nice you know the yeah, lighting everything yeah man yeah. the lighting was like mental yeah totally nuts like just even some of the effects on like what you know when a sword has like a magical glow to it just the glow itself looks so good it's just so just good yeah mm -hmm. but anyways so that's the least remade you know and like you said you know re two remake it's just completely different yeah, yeah it's and like again a whole it's new a long game. time ago. Yeah, and it's like I played that game already, like back in the day, and I was so fucking happy to play this version of it because it's like, yeah, I just you know the the core idea of RE2 is super solid, but I could never play that original thing. No, but bringing it to light now, it just like it refreshes it so much with all this new energy, and it yeah. like really just like you know completely like uh, I don't know like like fills up by the reservoir of like I, I now have desire to play this mm -hmm. whereas I didn't really before right so it felt just totally new and anyways we're, I think certain we're going things, on but. I think certain things should be cleaned up um, yeah and I'm all for it yeah uh, I'm a little more hesitant when it comes to you know just like releasing the same game every generation for sure but there are a lot of different a lot of new things now that weren't there before yeah you know yeah. so 
whatever. I mean, I guess you could argue from both sides. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. but I'm kind of for the remakes. Honestly. Same here, man. Yeah. And I'm, yeah. I don't think I've ever bought a remake in my life. Oh, yeah? That's no, really funny, man. But I'm all for it. Again, that's the thing. Like, if you don't want to, yeah. don't. Yeah. And, and that here, argument man. that they might be, uh, you know, neglecting new IPs and stuff. Some, you know, new stuff is a gamble. Yeah. When you see the numbers on the old stuff, yeah. And you look at the numbers now of what does sell and what, you yeah. know, where you, like it makes sense. I've never the the arguments of like we're not experimenting with new IP enough, it's never resonated with me. Mm. Because we always get shit like fucking Elden Ring comes out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. The you know, the forest comes out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Like just, you know, stuff is Resident Evil 7 Conan from Arc. a major AAA company. Yeah, Hunt Conan. Showdown. Hunt Showdown. Dude, there's so I many mean, original as fuck games yeah, that are yeah. just Phenomenal. And to me, it's like, you know, the more you, like, just go ahead, make your high-quality remakes, because that's awesome. That's an awesome bread-and-butter type of stuff. You know, every now and then, we'll get a really... Like, new IP is hard to make. Yes. Yeah. not easy. No. Successful new IP is even harder to oh, make, right? Sure. It's like... But we'll still get our, our forests, our Elden Rings, our Conans, our Arcs, you know? It's mm-hmm. like... That's going to happen no matter what. Because For sure. creative types out there are always going to be wanting to push stuff and being like, I got this great new idea, you know? Yeah, and like, some stuff will be successful as all hell and some mm-hmm. stuff will flop and that's mm-hmm. the nature of the beast. And when we're waiting for the next new IP that's like really amazing, we can play some of these really cool remakes. Exactly. You know? Cause, and your kids can too. Totally. You know, like... Because uh, things that were good then are actually... Like, the core ideas that made them are still good now. Yeah. You know? And if you were six when, you know, Resident yeah. Evil 2 came out, <laughs> you probably weren't playing it, you know? Whereas probably. now... Oh, shit. Yeah. Like, yeah you're a yeah. grown-up. Yeah. No, totally. Put on totally, them big boy totally. pants and fucking uh, <laughs> get in there. Well, all that to say, I'll be playing the shit out of the Silent Hill 2 remake. I believe it. I mean, as long as it's... Uh, I mean, it's really early stuff, but it looks totally awesome. And, uh, yeah, I would like to... Silent Hill is... It's not like Resident Evil for me. I don't love it as much as that, but I did play play the first one, and it's it's got a unique atmosphere. Mm-hmm. And I would I would totally like to deep, dip, dip into that again. You know? Nice. But um, should we take a break? Yeah, let's do it. It's been a little. Was- okay, uh, so we're back. Took a little break there, and we'll leap right right into what we've been playing. Yep. Uh, real simple for me. It's basically just Elden Ring. That's it. I wish we, you know, I, I, I've been honestly, I've been thinking a lot about fighting money again with you, but my aunt was over uh, for the past five days, which is super fun. Uh, or not my aunt, uh, yeah, same thing. Yeah, aunt in law, you know, from uh, visiting from Algeria, super cool. Really, she's actually really, she's a really nice lady. It was really nice to have her at the house. Um, but it took out your game time. It didn't take it out. It's just that I had to play. I was I was streaming my PS5 on my laptop in the oh, office. Jesus, okay. which actually is not bad. Really, shockingly, yeah. No, it's wow. uh, I was able to play Elden Ring totally effectively on your on that. It's crazy, yeah, yeah, yeah. With a controller, yeah. Wow, it's really cool, man. Yeah, you link the dude technology these days. Man. Yeah, I know. I'm fucking blown, man. Dude, well. Blown away. I blown away. <laughs> when your PlayStation maybe, can I, maybe do I that, feel a little blown too. When your PlayStation can do that, I am fucking buying that. No, <laughs> no, no. no it, was, it was super impressive, man. Yeah, it's like you link up the, the you link the controller with Bluetooth, and you just download Sony's PS PS Remote Play app, hmm. and yeah, I'm able to play it perfectly fine on my laptop. Um, wow, it doesn't work. Like the, the the functionality is limited. Like I've tr- I think I tried it one time to stream like at your house from my house. Right, that didn't yeah, work. But that makes sense. But just the same house, same network in a different room, it's good enough. Huh? You know, and it's like yeah, it'll chop up every like minute or two for like five seconds. 
or four okay. seconds. Oh. But it's not it's not enough to. It could be bad fighting Melania. Oh, totally, totally. <laughs> but but just exploring. Yeah, and also when it's not chopping up, it's just fine. Well, you know, it's pretty crazy. Yeah, uh, really, really neat. So all that to say, uh, I was able to play, but um, since she was sleeping, I couldn't. You know. No. Yeah. No. Fair enough. But, um, yeah, it's just been Elden Ring. I'm working on my character, getting ready for, you know, taking care of Millennia with you. Uh, working on the samurai. Just got him. I finally found the dragon dragon scale blade. Okay. Pretty stoked about that. Yeah. I'm trying yeah. to remember it. I can't recall. It's a dragon bone katana um, that has normal Uchi katana moveset, uh, but its special skill is, I think, completely unique to the weapon. It's called Ice Lightning Sword. Oh, yeah. No, I know it. You smash it down with like a little lightning ripple, mm-hmm. but it puts both... First of all, the effects look amazing. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's not just lightning. It's not just ice. It's ice lightning. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a crackly blue lightning, and it does both 140 extra lightning damage, which is pretty substantial. And they, they buffed it recently, too, so it's, it used to last 20 seconds. It's like a very reasonable 30 or 40 seconds now. Oh, nice. So like uh, enough time to be pretty, you know... Pretty good. Exactly. Uh, buffs it with lightning, and you get frostbite, 80, 80 frostbite build up too, which is Damn. pretty awesome. It's not bad. You know, it's it's kind of cool. Yeah. So, anyways, all that to say, Elden Ring's good. Elden Ring. <laughs> nice. nice. Oh, yeah, and I guess uh, real quick before I move on, um, I'll tie in right now this news article just because it's like, pretty minor, uh, but I felt like it might you know deserve a quick mention. I got this headline off IGN, but there was a 1.07 patch release. Uh, this happened a little while ago. Uh, yeah, I want to say about 10 days ago. Elden Ring PvP damage scaling update references new maps and ray tracing. So the actual patch itself, nothing too crazy. There's a bunch of scaling for PvE and PvP. The interesting thing here is that they've actually... I think this is maybe a bad idea, but if anybody can pull it off... I mean, some from software seems to know what they're doing. Yeah. Um, I just feel like these kinds of things, they invite uh, problems, but mm-hmm. we'll see. They, they split off the balancing. They're now going to do PvP separate balancing from PvE. Hmm, okay. Yeah, so weapons will have their own PvP balancing separate uh, from yeah. the... So they can tweak that aspect and leave all the single-player stuff by itself. I feel like it's a, it's, it's, it might cause headaches for the developers, mm-hmm. right? It's, you know, little to no difference for us. Probably only good things because, you know, balancing is what's problematic in some ways, right? Like yeah. you are pointing out earlier. Yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, it just kind of would suck to... You get invaded and you have to change your entire loadout because it no longer works well against pvp well i i mean that's a really good point i mean that's the only thing i can think of if that were to happen that would be bad yeah yeah but presumably they know what they're doing enough that that won't happen yeah that's the but it's just more like i i think anyone is biting them off is biting off a lot to chew if once they start splitting things off like that it's just like you're multiplying the amount of ways that things can be balanced it's like i feel like it's not a good idea but Mm -hmm. listen they think it's a good idea yeah Got no reason not to trust them so far. So well, also I guess it kind of makes sense to, um, you know, there's no, there's not so much of a need to nerf things that are working well in PVE, yeah, as there is in PvP, yeah. So yeah, I mean, I don't know. It, I think I can see it both sides, kind of. I think for also probably for most people, it's just not going to mean much. Yeah, probably. Right. No, I can't so that. whatever, you know. Um, but the really cool thing here is that uh, and this is just again, this falls squarely into the category of rumors and hearsay. Um, but data miner Lance McDonald noted on Twitter that uh, menu strings related to ray tracing features have been added, suggesting that the lighting and reflections tech may be headed to Elden Ring in a future update. And there's a Twitter post by uh, user Zuli the Witch here. Um, basically, it's going into a bunch of details about. I won't get too far into it, but they data mined um, this listing of map names 
maps are like named M1 to 19 for main area maps. No, sorry, M10 to 19 for main area maps. M30 is all that covers all the side dungeons. These are just like, uh, you know, data names. M60 is the overworld. And then they noted references to M20 and M45. Uh, and M20, so it's a new map in M20 that didn't exist previously. So what that means is who knows. And then M45 map, which also didn't exist previously, is particularly interesting because M45 did not exist in their previous um, sort of naming convention hmm. they had, right? So it could be referencing an entirely new kind of area, right. is what people are saying. Okay. So this doesn't actually mean anything, right? right? It's just sort of like interesting things that point to potentially, maybe this means that DLC could be soon. Right. That's it, you know, cool. uh, which I thought was worth a mention. For but, sure. Um, that's all I got to say. Nice. Yeah, what do you what do you what do you have been up to in the video game world, Teague? Um, yeah, I've been uh, messing. I actually got into uh, some official Conan PvP again. Oh, really? Yeah, I did on official. I did. I said I'd never do it again, <laughs> and I did. But um, with the Age of Sorcery update, things have changed. They mm. really changed the game a lot. Mm. Um, it's way easier now to uh, like I, they boosted harvesting by four times. Oh, interesting. Um, so it changes things a lot. They change the building system. They they change so like barrier to entry is like smaller kind of. It's because harvesting is easier. Yeah, like it's wild. They changed the whole attribute system. They changed hmm. all kinds of stuff. Um, they changed really. They changed the game. Um, so I wanted to try it out, and I had some buddies on a PvP server, and I joined them. And uh, so now I'm in a pretty big clan. Um, well, I don't know. There's probably eight of us, okay. maybe. But um, a lot like of a the nice people, size. a lot of the people in it are like stupid hardcore, right? <laughs> like, there's no fucking way I would get, I would go that hard on it as yeah. these people. Like, these people are like, savants, you know. Like, we probably will become alpha um, <laughs> more than likely. Uh, so that's kind of cool. That is kind of cool. But um, yeah, so I've just been messing around with that a little bit. I haven't done all that much haven't participated in raids but I was able to you used to be able to uh, power level is as long as a whole bunch of the ingredients had been made you could do things to level up quickly completely different now you can level I leveled up I max leveled in two hours holy shit retarded like <laughs> wild with wow. no resources like no there wasn't like a stockpile of shit so I just Crazy. had to craft bombs and gave a stupid amount of XP. You know, like, right. none of that. I just, like, harvesting um, in wow. one area. Two hours, max level. So, Damn. really cool. And uh, is that kind of all you need to start, like, fighting proper? Mm, like, Well, I mean, max level unlocks some uh, good stuff. Like, so, yeah, you can uh, craft some good stuff, and you can get, like, legendary gear and shit and whatever. So, yeah, pretty much you're ready for PvP. Huh. At max level. And, Interesting. Um, and again, we have this whole crew, so uh, yeah, it was it was stupid fast. Yeah, it's gonna be fun once we actually start raiding. The problem is we're on a EU server. Mm. PvP times are from five or six to eleven. Okay, in the EU. In the EU, which means like I don't know, twelve to five or six. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> kind of fucks things up a little bit, yeah. but uh, whatever. Um, it's not the ideal time. <laughs> but all in all, it actually runs, uh, and we're on the original map, not uh, oh, okay. SIPTA, okay. and it runs way smoother. Oh, SIPTA had problems. Um, a lot of lag, uh, regardless of how much building was on it. So it's original map with new Age of Sorcery rules. Mm -hmm. Got it. 
And uh, anyway, so mess around on that a little bit. It's been awesome. Huh. And I messed around a little bit on uh, Red Dead as usual, you know, just with uh, one buddy, just being a dick. Um, uh, I got a message today saying, use an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> and I wrote back, uh, "Use a dead." <laughs> <laughs> Man, that, that makes me think of all those Elden Ring messages of like, "Must be a pig," or like, "Could this be a pig? Could this be a door?" Man, they do some funny shit sometimes. In Elden sometimes, Ring. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I'm just confused. You know? Every yeah, another dog. It's like, yeah, what? <laughs> visions of dog. Yeah. Oh man, the classic visions of dog. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But anyways, yeah. So that's it. Nothing too crazy. Awesome. Um, so how do you feel overall about the uh, Age of Sorcery update so far? Very cool. Yeah. Completely changed the game. Damn. Uh, I think it's phenomenal. Hmm. Um, wow. It's it's a whole new beast now, and uh, that's great. Kind of annoying because I had figured shit out, but they've always mm. done this. Uh, Conan is one of the games that they've been balancing from day one. Right. So you know they changed the. You know, people always figure out how to break shit, right? Of course. Um, so, you know, stacking walls and stuff like that, just whatever. So the the only way to survive was by doing these, like, kind of shitty tactics. Mm-hmm. And um, it was kind of annoying. And it, it also was like, all right, well, everybody's using a spear for PvP. Mm-hmm. And everybody's using this weapon. Mm-hmm. And this is the meta. And basically the way it worked before was... Um, your attribute, like, you could only really build yourself in one way mm. if you wanted to PvP. It's not the case anymore. Mm. Um, That's they, nice. Yeah, they switched <clears throat> up a lot of stuff, and they, they sort of balanced it, and there's more than one way to uh, approach it now. That's really nice. So that I really do like. We'll see. I haven't... Oh, did a little PvP, but... Um, yeah, I haven't haven't actually participated in a raid yet, or yeah. really like gone. We haven't had like a ten on ten war or anything <laughs> yet. Um, it's coming, but um, <laughs> that's when I'll really get to test shit out. Yeah, and uh, crazy man. Yeah, so that's about it. All and right, I'm looking cool. forward to more of it. <laughs> looking forward to more updates. That sounds pretty exciting. I guess, yeah, man. no, it's cool. It's cool shit. <laughs> uh, okay, well, uh, moving on to the news. So we've got number one, uh, modders bypass Konami's PT ban, jailbreak PS5, and get PT running on it. Of course they did. <laughs> <laughs> because of course they did. Yeah. Um, so I'm getting this news off Young A's uh, channel, mm-hmm. uh, and I have a lot less of a horse in this race than Young A does, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but and to be honest, I think I'm kind of I'm kind of over PT. Yeah. Not over the game. The game's incredible, but I'm over the fact that I can't. Actually, a little part of me thinks it's good that it exists as a relic on PS4. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a small part of me feels like it's like... Well, it's not much more of a collector's edition now. Yeah, right? it's kind of cool that... Like, I'm going to... You know, it's actually, this article helped remind me to sell my PS4. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because <laughs> I'm like, we're also going to talk about another article later that indicates that perhaps 30 million PS5s are going to be created in the first quarter. First fiscal... Excuse me, first financial quarter of 2023. So if that's happening... Uh, I should probably sell the PS4 now <laughs> while mm-hmm. there still aren't that many of them out. Because um, oh. I don't really... I think... Wait, that many PS4s are being made? No, PS5s. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the people... Because I feel like when PS5s are readily available, the value of PS4 will go down. I, I presume. I don't think so, personally. Oh, okay. Well, maybe it doesn't matter. But uh, either way, I think I've finally accepted that... I can move on from PT. Like I can, I can. Yeah, you don't. I don't it. have to. Yeah, I, I don't have to keep it just for PT. I still have a PS3. I mean, like, yeah. What the fuck? What am I yeah. ever gonna do with that? Yeah, I'm never gonna play that. I played PT. I had my fun with it. I'm pretty sure I still have a Dreamcast somewhere. Like, <laughs> that's that's kind of cool. That's yeah, kind of cool. I got a 64. <laughs> I'm never gonna play that shit, man. Come I've never on. even seen a Dreamcast in the wild. Really? Yeah. Oh, yo, it was dope. 
it was it looked super cool dope back in the it day, looked man. really cool it was like yeah. i feel like it was top of the line like better it had at one some, point in time for sure it had some better games or some cooler stuff that weren't in the current gen yeah consoles yeah um yeah and i don't know i i dug it unique but, system yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah but anyways in terms of the discussion on youngie's channel um they you know modders have successfully managed to, j to jailbreak a ps5 uh, they got PT running on it. They got to do all this funky like jailbreak shit. Mm -hmm. Like I think they they got it running on a normal PS5 that wasn't jailbroken natively. They got it running, but they still needed a jailbroken PS5 to sort of enable that. So you know, it's uh, it's not like Joe. It's not quite to the point where you know Joe anybody Guy, can do it. Exactly. Yeah, Joe Kai get, just can't get PT if you back it up from a USB drive. You can't like actually get it running on your PS5. But it looks like they might be able to soon. Eventually. Yeah, and I mean that's cool. I mean, if I'm, you're that much of a diehard fan, then good. Yeah, you know, if absolutely. you want to put that much effort in, yeah, fine. If you yeah. have the chops, good for you. And the modding community is crazy. They are crazy. Like yeah. they're yeah. nuts. They've done some stuff with some games better than the company that made the game. Totally. Had, you know, yeah. like yeah. I don't know. I got mad respect for the modding community. For sure, man. For sure. Yeah. Uh, so, anyways, that's cool. It's a great nod of the head to the modding community. I don't feel the same way about uh, about it as Young Ye does in the sense of, you know, uh, if I can, I'll, I won't get the quote exactly right, but I believe he calls it criminal, uh, that uh, <laughs> it, it, not in a, in a completely dead serious way, mm. that Konami is not allowing people to play PT on PS5. <laughs> he actually calls it criminal. <laughs> so, you know, he feels a little bit more strongly about it than I do. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> but um, he uses a lot of strong... He's strong, a funny guy. He's a funny guy, man. There's some strong verbiage in there, but um, I still think it's cool that, uh, that people mm. are able to jailbreak it. It's kind of neat. I know? feel like he's a youngin too, right? Like, I don't know how I old guess he, he is, is but I'm guessing Is he that like, young? I don't, I don't know, know if man. he's young enough to have an excuse. I think he's like 30-something. Yeah? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> he sounds like he's about 26 to me. <laughs> for sure, for sure, for sure. In the way he's spoken about a lot of things. But yeah. I mean, I, that's, and I don't mean that as a shot at him. No. But it did come off as that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I hear you, I hear you. But anyways, um, yeah, I don't think it's criminal. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> it is cool. That, I mean, I will agree with him, though, that... PT is a, a worthwhile thing for people to play. Mm -hmm. So from that angle, it's certainly nice for people to have options. Yeah. You know, it's like, of course, you got a jailbreak of PS5 and shit, but it's like four people out there who are curious to go that hog wild into this stuff. Mm -hmm. It's neat that they have, that there's something that exists for them to try and, yeah. you know. Yeah. So there's a, there's a little bit of it from like a historical pres preservation angle too, right? Which right. Which kind of cool. But I mean, if he, you know, if the person that made it didn't want it there. Also that. Uh, like, I'm sorry. Like kind of, <laughs> I'm on the side of the guy that made it. Yeah, yeah. Like, dude. Yeah. Do with it what you want. Yeah. Like, I don't care how many people liked it. If yeah. you don't think that it should be on here, yeah. Then fuck it. There's yeah. also a tiny bit of of the perspective of like, it in some way adds to the value of the thing that it cannot be accessed now. Mm -hmm. Right. No, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. And, it becomes uh, a collector's edition. Yeah. Yeah. And it, get, it becomes a reason a relic, for people to keep the you know? PS4. Absolutely. You yeah. Know? It's so. the, yeah, it's literally the only reason why I haven't sold my PS4 yet. You mm -hmm. know? It's just because of that. Um, anyways. But yeah. yeah, pretty funny. Pretty funny. Uh, moving on to number two. Yep. Gotham Knights has been released. Uh, this came out October 21st. Uh, yeah. I, I saw some reviews up on IGN October 20th. IGN gave it a 5 on 10. I believe it sits at a 69% on Metacritic with 64 reviews, uh, which is... IGN's 5 on 10 is quite rough. Um, for for their uh, publication, that means it's very bad. Uh, they do not do not frequently give five on tens. Hmm. Um, Sixty nine percent on Metacritic is not bad. Decent. That's mm -hmm. like pretty decent. 
Uh, out of, and 64 reviews is a lot. But this was on PS5, I took this from the data. Uh, but I just thought it, it was you know nice to mention this game has come out. Um, I know friend of the show Mike is, is big into it. I was sad for him to see some of the early reports of the game be very mixed. Um, I, I suspect that IGN probably has the size of it in terms of I think their criticism is extremely valid. And I think all the things they point out about it are very valid. I still think that there might be something here for fans of the of what the game the is universe, doing. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I don't feel that this makes the game worthless or anything. No. Um, but it does sound quite rough. Mm. So it's kind of like a, it's like a you know just cautionary tale in terms of like just be warned of what you're getting into. Yeah. You know, but it still looks like there's a lot of neat stuff there. It still sounds like they really nailed the visual design in a lot of aspects. The not having a, a stable 30 FPS frame rate is atrocious. Insane. Yeah. Um, it, Unbelievable. That, yeah, that is really like. Kicking it, the balls. It's really actually just, I think, embarrassing is the best yeah. word, right? Like, it's embarrassing for the company making it, which is unfortunate. Well, it doesn't, I don't know. It, I find it, like, almost insulting, you know, for yeah, them to think that is. this is passable. Yeah. I'm yeah. just kind of like, what are you guys thinking? Yeah. Um, no, that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, hey, whatever. Do You guys do you, and um, I just won't buy your game. <laughs> fair enough, man. Fair enough. I mean, the game itself sounds kind of cool. It's got some... I feel like, it, it, from what I understand, it's getting a little um, bogged down in sort of like RPG mechanics that don't necessarily make sense. Mm. Like, a lot of that stuff that's just sort of unnecessary. Uh, some people feel like it was kind of like... Desi- like, it's as if they were designing it for a live service. Maybe sort of, sort of similar to Marvel's Avengers mm. that was kind of trying to be a live service game, right? Right. And then they dialed it back at some point in time and they were like, you know what? No, we shouldn't really do live service. We'll just do a regular game. But then they didn't... They kept a lot of the systems that were maybe designed for the original life service. Mm. Because there's a lot of weird grindy stuff where it's like if you play one character for a long time, you'll be fine with that character. But if you switch to a new character, you like the missions will be too difficult because you're underleveled. Mm. And so it's like it's actually in a game that kind of like on the surface looks like it wants you to play to practice with different characters, you actually can't do that in mm. some ways, which is which sucks. Yeah. You know? But Problems aside, it still looks quite nice visually. Uh, it looks like it's maybe a, a, just a good exploration of that sort of at, that small niche area of DC shit, you know. But I also, you know, um, not being able to switch characters, I, I, I see what you're saying, but at the same time, I'm kind of like, well, maybe more replay value because you can yeah. play it again. Fair and, point. You know, yeah. you have to start over yeah. with a different character yeah. to to go, and you can't just jump between them. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I think that that point has merit. Because it's not yeah. a very long game, right? Uh, that I don't know. I don't yeah. think I it doubt is. it, but I don't know. I yeah. feel like it was... I could be... Comp- I'm probably mixing it up with other shit. But all in all, I, I'm not totally opposed to that mm. idea. But um, I don't know. I don't <clears> play <throat> the game, so I shouldn't really talk about And it. I feel like from your sort of like fun with friends angle, mm-hmm. you know, everybody is agreeing that like, yeah, it's, it's a lot more fun when you just play co-op. Yeah. So, you know, it's... That's kind of where I'm coming. Like what I'm trying to say is that like it still sounds like it has merit for that. Yeah. Like yeah. if you're if you want a, like a fun superhero game to play with co-op, it's probably not bad. Yeah. You know, like it'll probably satisfy that itch. So yeah, I mean, game came out, mixed reviews, um, but I feel I still feel like there might be something there for people. Yeah. If they're interested, so just thought that was interesting. Uh, and then That's moving cool. on to number three. Original Bayonetta voice actor responds to Backlash, confirms she was offered $15,000 for Bayonetta 3. So this is um, this article itself came out one day ago, but this is a sequence of events, right, uh, that people probably are familiar with. Uh, this story kind of started and was 
not that notable to begin with, but sort of like spiraled out of control a little bit. <laughs> Way out of control. Way out of control. Initial article, Bayonetta voice actor Helena Taylor says she didn't reprise the role in Bayonetta 3 as she was only offered $4,000. I'm getting these headlines off IGN. Second article headline, Bayonetta voice actor reportedly offered at least 15000 for a role, contrary to claims. Third article, like I just said, original Bayonetta actor responds to Backlash, confirms she was offered 15000 Young Ye has a video, Bayonetta actor responds to report disputing 4000 payoff or claim, basically confirms lie by omission. A little uh, strongly worded. <laughs> as always, it gets a it gets a bit of a objection leading from me. Yeah, but listen. But hey, he's allowed. allowed to have an opinion. He's allowed. He's allowed for sure. Um, and so, he's a voice actor. And he's a voice actor. Oh my god! Don't get me started. Let's let we, let's not derail ourselves this fast. Okay. <laughs> but yes, the story itself is being out of voice actors. I wasn't that interested in this to begin with, but became more interested as things well, developed yeah. uh, because it was just a little. It was a little so out of control. But yeah, Bayonetta voice actress Helena Taylor upset that she is... Did I get that right? I think so. Yeah, Helena Taylor upset that she was offered what she thinks is not nearly enough for the role. Um, Based on the original stuff that I saw, I I kind of was sympathizing with her, I guess, because I was like, well, it does not seem like very very much money. Then it later came out through reports from Bloomberg and Jason Trier, I want to say, that um, she was actually offered a lot more. Uh, There was talk of... Um, a fifteen thousand dollar total, and then maybe the four thousand was just residual after. Like it was for a cameo, which I didn't understand. Yeah, they like later once she had declined the original amount of money because she was like, "That's not enough for me." They offered the job to somebody else. I can't recall the lady's name at the, off the top of my head, but another voice actress got the job, and then they later offered her, uh, yeah, like a four thousand to like, if you want to still have a cameo, you know, we can give you four k for coming and do some shit if you if you still feel like being in the game. I was about to say politely declined, but I really can't corroborate that. <laughs> she declined uh, and made a video. And made a video. Then there was all this internet hate. Um, the, the 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 angle that bugs me with this stuff is kind of like the desire to crucify this lady is. I feel just like inappropriate. Like I just think just don't. We just don't. We don't need to crucify anybody. <laughs> Period. <laughs> like we could just talk about this. It's fine, you know. Like yeah. because the internet hate mostly comes from the like people just wanting to like vilify her or be like, you know, this lady's crazy. Why is she asking for this? And it's kind of like you know you can have a separate conversation about appropriate pay for work without needing to like like a person's politics or like you know the slants they have don't need to come into a discussion about like whether or not pay offered for things is equitable or not. Right? It's just mm-hmm. kind of like these are maybe separate conversations, but. Regardless, she felt the need to respond, and then she responded to like a bunch of criticism by being like uh, coming up front with like, yes, the fifteen thousand was correct. You know, the four thousand was for a thing after, like you said. And I mean, Young is, you know, I don't, I, I'm annoyed a lot by Young A's perspectives. Um, we have very different thoughts on this matter. Mm-hmm. Like, I kind of feel like maybe uh, even with the higher rates that came out after, I still feel like there's an argument to be made there for that's just not enough money. Yeah. Fair enough. I, I say, you know, um, based on the time required and whatnot and what they were offering, I, I think it's perfectly fine. Um, I don't see an issue with it, uh, personally. But uh, I don't know what voice actors generally get paid. Totally. And I don't really care. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair <laughs> enough, man. Fair um, enough. But at the same time, the shade that was being thrown at the lady that took the job. Yeah. I thought was really unwarranted. A hundred percent. I'm with you there. 100%. Again, like, how the fuck is she supposed to know that she's like, just another dude, person hired for a job? I mean, what the f- get the fuck out of <laughs> here? It's not her fault. The original person declined, right? You know, like, like... Uh, so I mean, all that stuff, uh, whatever. Yeah. But um, 
But yeah, I think Yong Ye could have. Uh, I would have really been interested in hearing his opinion based on the fact that he is a voice actor. Totally, um, totally. And then talking about actual, you know, standard fees for yeah. standard things. Yeah. And also, I mean, the fact that she's from the first two. Yeah. Also, is she's not a nobody. No, you know? no, totally. Um, so that's, that's part of why I was like, mm-hmm. I do feel like this could be a big lowball, you know, because it's like she gains some notoriety with the first two games. You know, there, there's a bit of an incentive to like. But if, if that's where you gained your notoriety, then that's that's the only place that you could get it, that your value might increase, right? right? Like you don't actually have any increased value. <laughs> like if, if, if again, like I was saying, it's not Tom fucking Cruise here, you know. Your the original everything's relative though, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, but yeah. I mean again, the original two, okay, cool. Yeah, but um, I, again, I'd be very curious to know what people make on this. Totally, like, uh, totally. Michael yeah. from GTA or Trevor, right. or whatever. <laughs> I mean, like Adam Jensen from uh, Deus Ex. Red I don't Dead. know who that actor is. Uh, the guy uh, that played Arthur in Red Dead. Mm. Like, dude, these guys Ev- were everyone in Resident Evil. They were everyone from... in Elden Ring. No, no, no. But I'm talking like. <laughs> The, the GTA and the uh, Red Dead stuff, like, that was some phenomenal voice yeah. acting. Like, that was on yeah. another level, yeah. you know? That was, like, movie quality. I don't know it, but I believe you. Yeah. Dude, it blew my mind. It yeah. was great, you yeah. know? So, and, and also, the GTA stuff, like, they're actual actors. Mm-hmm. Um, like, that guy has been in a lot of stuff. Well, and his character looks like him, right? Totally. <laughs> like, uh, totally. So... Yeah. I don't know. But all in all, I mean, I don't really care about this. No. Um, I didn't really like the idea of her talking shit about the girl that took the job. <laughs> I didn't really like the no, idea of her calling for boycott. No. Um, and I didn't really like the idea of people whining on video about, mm, I'm not getting paid enough. I want a six-figure... So- Get the fuck out of here. Well, that was... But, I mean, that she... No, that's not, that's no, not corroborated. No, right? no, no. And, I mean, to me, that's complete horseshit. Yeah. Like, obviously, she did not ask for... I mean, she's not insane. You know what I mean? I don't know that. <laughs> I Honestly, suppose. based on the whining, I don't know if she's done insane. Um, I, I have no idea. But I don't care enough to really be like... Fair. And I don't think she should be crucified for it. No. But yeah. nobody's getting yeah. fucking crucified. Hey, we're not in Rome in uh, the old times. Uh, I don't mean dude. to dramatize, but like I really do feel like there's a, a significant amount of vilification going yeah. on. Yeah. And I just feel like that's unnecessary. Fair. Know? Like, Fair. I just wish people would stick to what's actually going on. Like, the pay rates involved. Are they too much? Are they too little? You know, yeah. like... This person whining on Twitter is that appropriate? Is it not like you know? Yeah. Is it appropriate how she addressed it? You know, like well, whatever. Who knows? Uh, again, now um, what you do online is um, looked at, and yeah. uh, it can get you fired from your job. It totally. can stop you from getting a job. Yeah. It can do yeah. all kinds of things. So yeah. you're not saying this to the wind. No, um, you're 100%. going out of your yeah. way to, you know, publicly. Yeah. Yeah. Talk and shame the company. Yeah, she, she was publicly trying yeah, to shame the company. Yeah, no, um, true, true. So for people to be publicly shaming her back, I see no problem with that. Well, that's an interesting perspective. Yeah, personally, I hadn't, looked, again, I hadn't looked at it from that side. It's yeah. online hate, dude. Yeah. You could post a picture of your cat, and you'll probably get some fucking online hate. You know, uh, <laughs> I mean, like really, it's yeah. the internet, man. The internet's yeah. a knife fight. Guy. For sure, like, for sure, for sure. Come on. So <laughs> fair, fair. Really, I I just don't care. Yeah, you know? that totally makes sense. I guess yeah. My, uh, like my biggest thing with the Young A video is like it's true that I I don't. Um, 
resonate with uh, some of the ways in which he's talking about the situation, but I was really hoping that like an actual voice actor handling this news item could lend some professional expertise, mm-hmm. some professional insight into the situation, right? And I'm yeah. really, dis- I'm got to be honest, I'm extremely disappointed in the fact that he didn't. But, but also, what studio is Bayonetta? <laughs> uh... It's a, is it a fairly large one? Platinum Games. Yeah. Okay. Three hundred employees. So again, two locations. Yeah. So Seems big enough. Yeah, but compared to Rockstar, it's a fucking well, it's nothing. Sure. Um, yeah, but so, so nobody's again, anything compared no, no, to Rockstar. No, 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 no. But what I mean. I'm saying is, what Rockstar pays their voice actors right. isn't something that you should base what you think you should be paid in perhaps, by these perhaps. people. That's crazy. Talk. Still a triple A tri- game though. Triple A yeah. game, but, but again, she's not. I mean, nowhere do we know that she's saying she wants the same amount as Rockstar. For, I mean, no, 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 you know. no, 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 no. But yeah. what I'm saying is, again, j- like we could find out maybe how much people were paid for some of these iconic roles that mm. I'm referring to. Mm. But that's not something that should be compared to this because, yeah. again, we're talking apples and oranges. Yeah, like, it's uh, like the amount that Tom Cruise can get paid for the recent Top Gun mm. versus like um, some relative newcomer in like a smaller indie film or something. Yeah, like there's a, there's a question of scale going on for sure. Right? Like for sure. that makes sense. Yeah, that and history too like yeah. uh, again yeah. like what yeah. other stuff have you voiced totally totally um, yeah. and it, in fairness I don't know too much about Helena no, she may have voiced tons of shit I, I have no idea I know like, nothing at all but yeah. all, in, all I'm saying is like again I yeah maybe don't crucify her but at the same time like don't post something online if you don't want to get talked shit to she is clearly inviting it yeah, yeah. So, I mean, don't fucking cry to me when people are mean to you online. I guess. And she's not. She's not at all. I mean, uh, whatever. But I'm just saying, I don't care. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. (laughs) That's fair. I guess the reason why I was a little interested in this was because I do feel like it it really um, bugs me uh, how low the bar is for voice acting in games. And I wish we could do something about this. Right? And I feel like, you know, drawing light to the situation, maybe in any way, I don't know if this is going to help at all, but... I feel like it's maybe something that could be worth talking about in general, just because we have some examples of shining, amazing voice acting, and then we have some stuff that's just complete garbage. Oh, absolutely. Right? And I just, I wish that we could work out a way so that, I wish we could raise the overall bar a little bit in terms of, like, VO quality. Because I feel like there's no reason why it has to be this bad. Well, my argument to that is, um, if you raise the bar, then people are going to come in with basically deep fakes and uh, voices that sound like somebody uh, that they don't have to pay anybody for it's a program mm. um, and guess what entire business is gone yeah. there is no longer you can no longer be that's a, a valid concern because yeah. we're shipping it over to an uh, yeah. You know, some program from China. That's actually a very valid concern. And like yeah. it's it's similar to the minimum wage argument. Right. Um, right. It's yeah. just like there's a fine line and if you go too far in either direction, bad things happen. I don't Fair know. point. Should we move on? Let's do it. Moving on to number four. Splinter Cell Remake's director has left Ubisoft. Uh, October 16th, I'm getting this off Video Games Chronicle. The remake will be the first mainline Splinter Cell game in a decade. Ooh. David Gribble, the director of the upcoming Splinter Cell remake, has left Ubisoft after 11 years, he has announced. Uh, he has posted on LinkedIn that it was time for him to go on a new adventure, quote-unquote. Uh, so, Gribble has a, has a long... Gribble is a weird, it's a weird name to say. He's got a pretty long history uh, working at Ubisoft. He was at Ubisoft Paris working on Ghost Recon Future Soldier before moving to Ubisoft Toronto, working on Splinter Cell Blacklist. He also worked on AC Unity there, Far Cry 4, 5, and 6. Most recently, the upcoming Splinter Cell remake. So there's, you know, really nothing much to say here. I mean, he's leaving the company. It doesn't sound like it's on bad terms or anything. Whatever. Uh, he's just moving on. Um, they're going to secure a replacement for him. I mostly thought this news was interesting because I feel like Ubisoft is in a really rough spot. Yeah. And they are really on a trajectory towards... Disaster. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I feel like this is just, it's just one more story that points inexorably towards the fact that Ubisoft is becoming, is going to become less and less relevant uh, as they move on. And that sucks. I don't know, I mean, <laughs> you know. I don't, a pers- I'd like, I don't know, man. Uh, I think they've been kind of dodgy for a long time. Certainly. And yeah. I don't really care if they crash and burn because of their dodgy behavior. Um, Neither do I. Um, I just feel like, you know, there's still some, there are still some things worth saving there. Yeah. And I kind of wish, you know, like I really, the division has potential. Yeah. I mean, oh, definitely. Definitely. It, Lots it, of stuff they've done has been phenomenal. I really bo- do appreciate it. Yeah. Like it both has been successful and the potential for a third iteration could be... You know, could be something really spectacular. Mm-hmm. Could be the next big Destiny rival that you know. And, and Division has a lot of ideas and concepts in it that are actually really smart. Yeah, you know, like, like there's there are really good design choices on display in Division that don't exist necessarily in other products. That's why I always come back to that one. Is like you know, they don't just do necessarily Marvel style reiterations of stuff. Oh, no. You know what I mean? Like some of the things they make has value. Uh, and I know Splinter Cell, while I don't have any familiarity with it myself, I know it's a very well-respected franchise amongst, like, old was, fans. Yeah, I was super confused. I was mixing it up with Siphon Filter. Oh, that, that's, uh, yeah. <laughs> Siphon Filter, I played the hell out of. I loved that game. And I thought Splinter I think a lot Cell of people was did. Siphon Filter. So I was, okay, I was okay, thinking okay, about okay, things okay, completely okay. differently. <laughs> no, it's all good, man. It's all good. Siphon Filter also has a... I mean, that's got a niche but loyal fan, fan following. Oh, yeah. You know? Um, a lot of people think that game is cool, but uh, yeah, Splinter Cell was it's it's a stealth game. Mm-hmm. It looked like it had, you know, there was like a bit of a beating heart at the center of the product. Like it had it had a nice story. Like it was it had look, what looked like pretty interesting gameplay. It's kind of like a Metal Gear Solid. Yeah, sort of. totally. Very, totally. you know, yeah. in a similar. Vein. It was more tech. Like I remember tech it now. Really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it's like it does nothing for me, but I know that people really were looking forward to this remake or something. I mean, the small uh, group of fans that it had mm-hmm. were looking forward to it, and no one's touched the Splinter Cell. It's kind of like it's another great example of like Ubisoft just doesn't fucking do what people want them to do a lot of the time, and they had finally been like, fine, we will remake it, like a decade after any game comes out. And as soon as that has happened, the main guy on it is just like, nah. I'm out. I'm like, that's bad, man. Like, that, that's a bad sign. Like, that's not... Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. not good, man. We'll I mean, see. couple that with, like, Skull and Bones just getting delayed again yeah, for, like, the fucking fifth time, which again, is Again, I don't believe unreal. that game will ever come out. Then why are they talking about it? <laughs> I don't know. give up, guys. The yeah. fuck? And that, you know, not to mention that, um, is it Ubisoft Connect? Mm. The whatever their conference was called, God, I'm blanking on it. I feel like it was Connect, but maybe not. Now I, c- I could be thinking of Nacon Connect too. That was a yeah. thing that happened. Uh, that was where they had, we had the RoboCop and Terminator news, which I was right, excited about. right, right, right. But yeah, Ubisoft Forward, maybe it's that. Maybe. I don't remember. But anyways, the re- most recent Ubisoft um, showcase was just very like, oh, man. Meh. Like, what is all the extremely, like, the definition of underwhelming? Oh, yeah. Like, a whole bunch of mobile titles that nobody wants, mm-hmm. you know? And and none of the mainline titles that people do want. Yeah. You know? like, but again, maybe the market's changed, and they see maybe, that their maybe. money is in mobile games. Yeah, And, yeah. you know, they're yeah. not going to turn away from money. I'm worried for Ubisoft. Oh, we'll see, man. Enough. We'll see. I hope that this remake is still good and can manage to satisfy the Splinter Cell fans. Mm-hmm. You know, hopefully uh, his work was either already done or the team or the rest of the team under him is extremely competent and they can handle everything by themselves. You know, maybe maybe it's still gonna be good. We'll see. So, I don't know. I've got, I've got hopes regardless. Good. But um, moving on to number five, Scorn has released uh, just about two weeks ago now. No, I lied. Ten days ago, uh, came out October fourteenth. 
I just wanted to mention that this game actually came out because it's a game that I've been kind of curious about since it was announced. I remember when I saw the original footage back at like Gamescom a while ago. It looked completely crazy, and uh, it's the you know you remember what this is? Oh yeah, right? totally. It's that crazy weird like sort of HR Geiger flesh game. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like weird, just, like, crazy man. weird body horror sort of stuff. Like all, it was weird, man. <laughs> all all bioorganic weird alien shit. Mm-hmm. Like like you're a bioorganic thing, and you don't even know what you are in a spaceship that's completely bioorganic too, and you don't know what it is. Just remember, you put your arm in some tube thing. And yeah, like, fucking it, dude, it was weird. It's got some of the craziest art direction I've seen in a really long time, which is what initially drew me to it to begin with. And unfortunately, it's Xbox only, so mm-hmm. there's that we can't play it. I mean, I might try it if it comes out. If they do like a, if it's just a time exclusive. Right. I don't know, you know, but um, yeah, the game came out, got pretty good reviews. Uh, I've heard a lot of mixed stuff anecdotally. Uh, got a 7 on 10 on IGN, 71% on Metacritic, got a 67 reviews. That's on PC I'm getting this off, which is pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, that's like, that, that's sort of, that's the score category of like, it's not going to blow everyone away, but there's something here, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the game, I mean, it, it sounds like it's got issues in terms of like, the combat is maybe a little shitty. Uh, a little shallow, a little not fun. Right. The puzzles may get a little bit tired, but the thing that people seem to gravitate towards that is interesting about it is mostly just that it's just so weird. Weird, <laughs> and the environment is cool. It's crazy. Yeah. Very it's, cool. Creepy. It's totally, totally weird. Give me vibes the 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 weird uh, the weirdness of it. Give me first of all alien vibes a little bit. Yep. And um, I don't know if you remember this like '90s movie Existence. Yeah, I do remember that, actually. That was some weird fucking shit. It was a weird movie. It just, for some reason, reminds me of that. That organic gun kind of thing. I actually completely see where your head's at with that, yeah. Dude, it's just weird, man. It's just just fucking weird, yeah. Yeah. But uh, I'm happy it came out. Yeah. yeah. You know, Uh, and uh, yeah, I mean, if you guys, if if anybody has an Xbox and they're curious. Give it a go. Give it a look, yeah. Um, Moving on to number six. There is a AAA D&D game coming from the Dark Alliance studio. Uh, this is October 12th. I got this off Polygon, uh, and I thought this was fascinating uh, because I don't know if you remember Dark Alliance, uh, but it's that pretty widely agreed upon is shitty D&D game license that came out, like, I want to say three, four months ago. Okay. Maybe it was even six months ago now. It's a co-op D&D game that people were, like, a little excited about before it came out. And then it, unsurprisingly, because all D&D games are shit. I was uh, just going to say. <laughs> don't you have uh, specific feelings about D&D games? Um... I, it's like, I don't. But I don't have personal feelings about D&D games. They're just objectively bad. Mm. Like, if a, a good one had come out at any... Baldur's Gate. Yeah. Baldur's Gate is the only game that people like that has been reliably good. Mm-hmm. Like, the first one was amazing. Uh, people are crazy stoked about is it the third one that's the coming? The new one that's coming? Yeah, only on PC at the moment. Mm-hmm. My cyberpunk buddy, he like, um, he he just like, you know, he waxes, uh, like he's like, he's so in love with the Baldur's Gate, the new Baldur's Gate game coming out and like, it sounds amazing. It looks everything cool. He describes. Yeah, it looks really cool. That's the only good D&D game that's ever come out as far as I know. And uh, it's not out yet. It's not out yet. <laughs> and the rest are uniformly shit. Mm. So I just thought this was hilarious because I see this as like, why why does Wizards of the Coast have so much difficulty? Uh, they're an otherwise like relatively intelligent company. I mean, they have one of the most profitable they have the most profitable card game in existence, Magic the Gathering. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pokemon also is them. Um, you know, their their D has been largely successful ever since they took over the company. Uh, I mean, they successfully continued D and D into a time and age that people thought they probably like. A lot of people at one point in time thought D and D was dead. Mm-hmm. Like, there's just no, there's no way people are going to continue to play a book role playing game 
in the modern world. Right. You know, and like they've managed just to keep it relevant. They did a very like bang up job there. That means good, right? Bang up job. Am I using that right? If you do a bang up job on something, it's like, ah, oh, you did a good old job, right? Is it? Now I'm wondering. Honestly? Or is that shitty? I don't know. Well, they did a good job. But to me, it sounds <laughs> shitty. <laughs> Fucking, you fucked it up. You banged it up. I feel like it's a good thing. Anyways. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> whatever. I'll have to look that up after the show. But um, yeah, they, they, they successfully, you know, made, they made D&D relevant. Mm-hmm. They've been doing a really good job with that. So I'm kind of just mystified that this studio, that, that rather this company, just can't manage to throw paint at a wall enough to just one of these random studios. Dude, the Dark Alliance studio? I'm not mystified at all. Do you know why? They even rebranded. They're now called Invoke Studios because they don't want to be associated. Okay, this is this is me putting my bent into it, but because I'm assuming they don't want to be associated with their really, really shitty game they just released. No, That's bad. I man. don't... Okay, the reason I think that there hasn't been one is because all you D&D fucking nerds <laughs> can't agree on what's actually good. What's the best D&D? What's the, what do you mean? What's the, oh, what? edition? Yeah. Because <laughs> these guys played it here all yeah. the time, right, Jazz? And I get into I, mad right. arguments with D&D people all the time. Right, right? To, the, None the, of you guys can fucking agree. The real that. answer is fourth and fifth for different reasons. Okay, whatever. Um, <laughs> Joel says fourth. I know I he's going to listen to this. I don't care. Um, <laughs> what I'm saying is, no matter what they do, you're going to have a huge amount of the people that are into D&D yeah. that are going to be talking shit about it. You're actually right. So regardless of what they do, yeah. it's going to be hated. D&D nerds can't agree on shit. No. And they fucking love to argue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, well, fucking uh, trolls are this way because of... The, or fucking uh, the elves are like... That, blah, blah. <laughs> Yo, dude, it's fantasy. Shut the fuck up. Like, uh, <laughs> I mean, talk to me like it's fact here, you know? Uh, I met one. Um, you know? Yeah. Come on, guys. You know, it's a game. <laughs> totally, totally. <laughs> well, whether this has hope or not, uh, allegedly they're tr- intending to staff up uh, to, I believe, the sizes. What is it here? Oh, yeah, this is another interesting tidbit is the studio is actually led. So, the studio that behind Dark Alliance, previously called Tuke Games, uh, now rebranding as Invoke Studios, they actually have some pedigree. Although we just uh, kind of shat on Ubisoft a bit, but studio <laughs> led by Dominic Gay, a 20-year-old Ubisoft veteran. I hope I'm pro- I think I'm pronouncing that right. A 20-year-old. It's G-U-G-U-A-Y. It has to be pronounced like that, right? Gay. I mean, it's not his fault that he's French, right? Gay. <laughs> a 20-year-old Ubisoft veteran who rose through the ranks on the technical side before becoming a senior producer on the first two Watch Dogs games. That's not no pedigree. Nope. Um, and he joined the studio in 2021, right before it shipped Dark Alliance. Maybe he wasn't there long enough to make an effect. I don't know. They're planning to staff up from a team size of 80 to, quote-unquote, more than 200 employees by 2025 to realize the studio's full vision. Uh, which okay. sounds fucking crazy. Yeah. But we'll see. Yeah. I don't know what's going to come out of this company, but given the track record of D&D games across all the history of time... And movies. And movies. <laughs> and TV shows? Mm. Wait, no, Vox Machina is good. Right. But... Well, I they mean, successfully proved this wrong once. Well, yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> once out of all TV shows and all movies and all video games. Well, because they targeted it towards adults. Yeah. yeah. Where nothing in the past has been... Or no movies. Anyway. I'm just thinking of the old 90s It's still D&D, D&D nerds movie. who can't agree on anything, though. You no, know, but you know what I mean? That old <laughs> yeah. 90s movie? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Where everybody... Like, that wasn't targeted uh, at grown-ups. I don't know who the fuck that was. Was that targeted at anyone? I don't know. Maybe the handicapped? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> like Double Dragon. Right? Like Double Dragon. That 90s movie? Oh Remember with God. the car that yeah. they put garbage? Yo, totally, man. Come totally. on. 
Unreal. <laughs> Anyways, uh, they'll just, they'll, you know, they're going to keep throwing paint in the wall until something sticks. Yeah. So uh, there you go. Moving on to number seven, Alexander, Alexandra, Alexander Spinder at Isanki. Uh, this is E-S-A-N-K-I-Y at Isanki on Twitter. This guy's from France is apparently, quote unquote, working on a body cam style game. So basically, Teague saw this crazy video. He sent it over to me. I took a look and I was like, that's some crazy, that's some crazy game footage. And uh, the video that we saw was from Blue Drake 42 on Twitter, his channel, but he was retweeting the original guy. And there's basically nothing known about this. Um, Alexander Spindler, we just wanted to call this out because we thought it, it, just, it just looks fascinating. Yeah. And it's the kind of thing that, like, bless you, uh, that gets under, very, like, very underreported under, you know, in sort of, like, mainstream news. For sure. And it's not the kind well, of shit they ever talk about. It's not an actual <laughs> game. It's not no. an actual studio. And it's, yeah, they take they talk about a lot of shit that's not real stuff though. Yeah, sometimes, right? but I mean like different a, shit. Again, it's just kind of like I don't know. It's a cool video. It's a cool video. It could be. It could lead to something really cool. Um, it's a really interesting demo for this man's capabilities. Yeah, because he created this absolutely insanely looking. You got to go check the video out. Uh, at, once again, Alexander Spindler at Isanki E S A N K I Y. Um, and the tweet just reads, I'm working on a body cam style game. That's it. That's all there is to see. Uh, and you need to just g- give it a Google. You'll find it. It's like you see a man. You c- it's, from, it's like first person, but you see a lot of the hands holding the gun, which I guess is... Yeah, it really does look like a body cam. Mm-hmm. Whereas a slightly l- slightly more so than most, most FPSs. You know uh, I mean? feel like... It... He's the fishbowl effect. Yeah, the fishbowl effect is what makes it more look most like a body cam but it, yeah. it really does look like a, just an FPS a really good FPS to me totally it's got crazy lighting too like mm-hmm. you've got some, some really really nice lighting effects particle effects on display uh, and it's just it's, it's an insane demo and it's crazy that someone was able to make something this pretty looking so it's basically just now I'm curious to see if it has 9.4 fucking million views I mean that's pretty that's huge pretty substantial uh, people are paying attention and I'm really just curious you know what's gonna happen with this guy after like yep. is, what's this gonna lead to yep you know, maybe nothing Maybe some crazy-ass FPS game. You know what I mean? But it's kind of like, based on what I see here, I'm like, this guy could... I want to play this. Yeah, totally, totally. (laughs) And I'm also kind of like, this guy could work at the Stalker Company or the Pioneer Company or like, I mean, this clearly should be a place for him somewhere here. For sure. This kind of thing... Totally, totally. This should should be your... uh... Ticket in any door of any gaming company. Yeah, hundred <laughs> <laughs> percent. But uh, that's really all there is to say. I mean, unless you got anything to add, to you. no, I mean, not it's at all. just it's a crazy video. Yep, that's uh, it. And, it, and it's um, it could lead to something interesting. I think so. Moving on, to number eight, Choo Choo Charles has an official release date trailer, uh, October eleventh, uh, and there's not much to say here that we haven't already said. Mm-hmm. Although, I mean, Choo Choo Charles, we have talked about that before, right? for sure, multiple times, I think. Choo Choo Charles is an upcoming horror game that challenges you to fight off a horrifying sentient train that comes to Steam on December 9th, 2022, according to this official release date trailer. It's not currently coming to console, which is a bummer, uh, but again, this is, this is a really small indie developer. Uh, developer is Two Star Games. Yeah, the gentleman's name is Gavin Eisenbein. No, Gavin Eisenbeis. Uh, I think I'm pronouncing that correctly. Uh, and he's 20 years old. So mm-hmm. that's the crazy thing about this game. It's nice that it finally has a release date trailer because this means that for all intents and purposes, it's complete. Yeah. That's really neat. Uh, I'm really happy to see that he's going to release this product. Choo Charles looks completely bonkers. Yeah. <laughs> it looks like it's, a you know, from the mind of a 
I don't know. I was gonna say a crazy person, like, no, but, but in not in the, an alternative mind. Yeah, just like it's very strange. Mm-hmm. It's very weird. It's very different, and like it's really worth checking out the release date trailer if you have any curiosity in the idea of if the idea of a crazy clown-looking train with a massive grin chasing you around the countryside, evil maniacal train that you have to some you know gather ingredients from various places you meet you get to along the way to like fight it off somehow if that idea sounds even remotely interesting to you it's probably worth checking out (laughs) i feel like it's um a really fleshed out nightmare that somebody had that's the perfect way you know like just like fucking weird yeah and like yeah what the hell is going on why is this going on and why yeah just like it's just weird so. It's like first-person train driving slash combat simulator. It's just weird. With one enemy? <laughs> it's so I strange. It. I don't get it, but I don't need to. It looks um, really cool. Yeah. It's just uh I, I would totally as all hell. I would totally try this if it was on PlayStation. Mm. And I'm just hoping that it is successful and he'll just port it to PlayStation. That'd which be good. Is an extremely real possibility. That'd be good. Looks pretty neat. Kind of reminds me of it also. Little bit. Know, yeah. A little bit. Yeah. I'm kind of with you. Anyways, uh crazy shit. Uh-huh. Moving on to number nine, Survival MMO Pioneer. Excited about this one, Teague. Mm-hmm. Shows new gameplay, released not yet in sight. So Teague found a new official gameplay trailer, sent it over to me. I was like, damn, that looks awesome. I found one, it's not being super widely reported here. I found one, a news article to corroborate. This is guided.news. I can only guess the pedigree of that site. No idea. Uh, but listen, they wrote about it. Survival MMO Pioneer shows new gameplay, released not yet in sight. The actual um, gameplay trailer, so what it is, is it's a, it's just a new gameplay trailer for Pioneer. Pioneer was, I believe, first seen at the Gamescom about two years ago, I think. Sounds uh, about right. It's a while ago. They're a Russian studio, I believe, called GFA Games. Um, we get the Russians, Ukraines, Poles. There's a bunch of shit coming out soon Eastern European. in that whole sort of Eastern European block there, mm-hmm. and it's like, I get, I get mixed up sometimes, but I'm pretty sure these guys are Russian. Uh, and Pioneer, yeah, first previewed at Gamescom, I, want, I think, two years ago. Um, it looked really interesting at the time. It looks even more interesting now. This new official gameplay trailer came directly from the company themselves. Uh, the news article, was I able to get anything interesting from there? It's basically just a breakdown of sort of what Pioneer's shtick is. I'll take a short quote off it just because I, I need help remembering what this game is all about too. Uh, first revealed during E3 2021. There you go. That's... Not that long ago? I think that is true. Yeah. Uh, so, th- yeah, they must be right. Uh, I got confused with Gamescom, but first revealed E3 2021, Pioneer is a shooter, is a shooter MMORPG with survival elements set on a dystopian Soviet island, isolated from the mainland by a widespread technogenic anomaly. That's kind of a cool uh, description. You have two main goals. Find and rescue your comrades and investigate the mystical Mogulnik station. Because, yes, Pioneer wants to offer a full-story campaign, which is rather untypical atypical you mean to say in survival MMOs not the best written article but listen Pioneer's crazy the important bits are all there survival shooter MMORPG yeah kind of a bonkers genre to begin with looks cool it looks amazing it looks like a just multiplayer version of Stalker kind of kind of and I would absolutely adore I would love to play that game yeah um, it looks it looks like it's doing extremely well in terms of like the gameplay looks really polished mm-hmm. I now have a lot more faith in the studio than I did before. There was a lot of conflicting reports of them, like, sort of staffing up to, to sort of get this going and shit. And, like, they they sounded just very, like, um, 
I don't know what to say, like a big question mark before. Mm -hmm. Like really ambitious project, you know, new team, no track record, you know, can they do anything here? Right. But it seems like it's in the right direction. Totally. Yeah. I mean, I I was, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I was completely blown away by this footage. Mm -hmm. Uh, I thought it looked amazing. They show footage of him running around with buddies. I love all the crazy gunshots. They they really focus on the guns and like... The way they have these like weird, the guns are all sort of crazy makeshift guns. Totally, they like, have weird sights and like homemade. They yeah, look home- like homemade, like a little bit of a mix between like like we were saying before, Metro. Yeah, Metro Exodus, Fallout Four, absolutely. Um, fuck, I don't even know. Stalker, uh, Atomic Stalker? Yeah, well, I, don't I never know. played Stalker, so no, I'm true. Just, yeah. I'm just guessing, but um, although the initial scene where they uh, the guys by the fire, well, that is by the Stalker, fire that they right? totally stole from the Stalker yeah. thing. It's like a little embarrassing, but listen, I Whatever. get it. You're clearly capitalizing on the uh, popularity of Stalker, and I'm fine with that for sure because <laughs> they're an unheard of studio, and they kind of need the definitely they need the press. But um, yeah, no, it looks it just looks like a weird sort of mishmash of genres but like they really kind of got me with the idea of like survival MMORPG I'm like mm-hmm. yeah fuck yeah man I mean I would really love to because it it almost looks from all intents and purposes as like a normal sort of stalker single player FPS mm-hmm. from the outside and then they just they're running around with friends yeah um, yeah there's supposedly PvP elements also they haven't right. talked about that in a long time but it's supposed to have PvP from what I recall from the, the earlier coverage it's supposed to have PvP zones some sort of like I it sounded vaguely like maybe I'm like oh is this a little bit similar to the dark zone from division not but like maybe like maybe it could be kind of similar I don't yeah. know yeah, you know yeah. it sounded like it might be like that and I I, I always like that idea um and you know this is not uh officially coming to console but I did for what it's worth I found an article from WCCF Tech I believe this is one I read before from December 20th 2021 that states in an interview, it is, yeah, it is Russian developer GFA Games, in an interview with, where is it? Alexander Nitkin, co-owner and chief marketing officer of GFA Games. He's marketing, so I was going to watch out for that. But uh, he stated in an interview with WCCF Tech that Nitkin revealed the 2022 release date, confirmed the the 2022 release date, that was in 2021. Mm -hmm. Uh, They since, uh, you know, canceled any release date. We're just like, you know. And and interesting to note, too, this new gameplay trailer actually has uh, definitely no release date mention in it whatsoever. Right. right? right. So they're completely staying away from that now, which is wise. Yeah, I'm for that. Me too. I hate it when Skull and Bones situations happen. Oh, my God. Even Sons of the Forest that got unfortunately delayed, like, twice, three times. Mm -hmm. It's still, it's like, it's better to just, I mean, yeah. Yeah, opt- optimally, you just delay maybe once maximum, mm. you know, and ideally not even. Yeah. You know, I mean, I feel like Atomic Heart for a long time, they just didn't say any release date. They Which have is... put one now, so they might not make it, but yeah. they waited at least a really long time before saying any release date. That's know? good. Uh, anyways, uh, back to the quote from WCCF Tech. Alexander Nitkin, co-owner and chief marketing officer at GFA Games. Nitkin revealed the twenty the 2022 release date, that again is in the past, but confirmed that Pioneer will eventually launch on consoles too and shared many other details on the game. So he at least at one point in time officially stated that yes, it's coming to consoles. Mm-hmm. We're completely unwilling to say when. Like who knows? Our priority is PC, but they at least have plans. Yeah. So that's that's cool. It's good enough. And I mean, if you're interested in this game, I think Pioneer looks amazing. Yeah. Go check it out. Uh, Pioneer gameplay footage. The, the the way you'll know it's the right one is it should be from around September 30th. So you'll know. You know, most recent footage, and yeah, I think the last footage was at, like they said, uh, E3 2021. It's been a while. Yeah, sounds about um, right. Yeah, they looked scrappy as hell in that initial footage, yep. and they now look a lot less scrappy. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, damn. I'm curious. It's pretty pretty tight, guys. I don't mm-hmm. know. Me too, I'm curious. Here's uh, hoping. Here's hoping. 
So moving on to number 10, final topic, Sony to launch new PlayStation 5 with detachable disk drive, sources suggest. Now this is off Insider Gaming, uh, insidergaming.com, which is I believe industry insider Tom Henderson's blog, uh, or it's, rather it's his news site where he announces a lot of like, he leaks a bunch of stuff. Mm-hmm. And he's a famous industry leaker. Um, I normally don't sort of put stock into these things, uh, and this is a completely unconfirmed at the moment, right? Right. It's, it, it's firmly in the realm of rumor, rumor and hearsay. Um, but uh, It would be cool. <laughs> it would be cool, and the fact, you know, that said that it's rumor and hearsay, Tom Henderson has been right about a lot of things in the past. Mm-hmm. So there's a, at least a non-zero chance this could be correct. And if it is correct, that's crazy. Because what this article states is that, and so not only is Sony working on a new PlayStation 5 with detachable disk drive model, they're discontinuing all the old models currently in production. They're going to work on this disk drive model now. So detachable disk drive, it's, according to the article, it's supposed to um, picture... It's going to attach via USB-C cable mm-hmm. uh, or USB-C port, and it's supposed to integrate like easily, like aesthetically, with the system. Right. So a it won't look somewhere. like yeah, maybe a clip-on or something. It's not going like to be that. like a hard drive that you know standing on its own. Maybe less like a hard drive, uh, and so I mean that in and of itself is pretty interesting because I would have personally, I mean, I think that would, that if it is true, that's a really cool idea because I would have loved to have gotten. The only thing stop. It's kind of like that is the only thing stopping me from getting a disc list. Mm-hmm. PS5 is, is just like if there wasn't an attachment then I would be like because I, I, I can count on one hand the amount of times I put a disc in my PS5 mm. I think I did it three times yep. I watched three old DVD I watched Mad Max which I have on Blu-ray <laughs> I, wa- I didn't even watch Dread I, bought the- I ended up buying that on Apple Plus I watched Mad Max I think I watched like one episode of Cowboy Bebop no I watched like five or six episodes of Cowboy Bebop and maybe one other thing hmm. that's it you know, so it's like it's not like I use it a lot. It's just about a year since I got it, right? And it's not going to be long before there are no discs. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. I mean, there, there, there would already be no discs for me if I wasn't alive twenty years ago. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Definitely. <laughs> like the only thing stopping me is just this ridiculous collection that I kind of brought yeah. with me a little bit. You know, the amount of discs I have is fucking wild. Yeah, yeah. I still have some emotional attachment to them, so I can't. I just can't quite do it. I still know? have boxes of VHS, my friend. I believe you. Yeah. <laughs> well, if you have Dreamcast. Yeah, yeah. I just I mean, hold on to all kinds of old shit. Yeah, um, it's kind of awesome. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I mean, listen, hoarding is a problem, but also, oh, it's not hoarding. There's, those are some pretty amazing. No, no, no. I'm, I don't keep everything, yeah. uh, but I keep things of value. Uh, at one point I mean beside you In yeah. general Hoarding is like uh, Yeah some people Have hoarding problems <laughs> Yeah But at the same time Having a bunch of old Like cool tech Lying around It's yeah. like kind of exciting It'll become a Collector's edition someday I mean like I would be lying If I said that Part of me did not want To go downstairs And try your Dreamcast now Yeah You know what I mean yeah. Like that's I, Like I said I've never actually I've never tr- I've never seen one In the wild And I've never actually Played one for sure Oh fuck no. Anyways um, But Coming back to the article, it's understood that this new PlayStation 5 console will be sold on its own or in a bundle with a detachable disk drive. It's also understood that the disk drives can also be purchased separately, so if it gets busted, there's no need to buy an entirely new console. Sources have implied that although the new detachable disk is portable, it will not ruin the aesthetics of the console, like I was saying earlier. And then the biggest thing at the end here, it's understood that Sony is anticipating producing 18.5 million units of the new PS5 console in fiscal year 2023, which starts in March, I think and only 12 million units of the AC chassis consoles as they begin to be phased out. So according to this article, which may or may not be true, but is nuts if it is true, 
in in fiscal year 2023, starting in I, I believe in March, they'll be producing a total combined of over 30 million units of PlayStation 5s. Hmm. 18.5 million of which will be the new PS5 console, allegedly with this detachable disc drive. 12 million units of which will be previous existing versions of the A to C chassis, which is all the all the existing versions, right? right? Um, because there was the there's the there was the one with the disc, one without the disc, and then I think there was that like it's a new it's a, it was a new cons I mean they like slightly modified something but they didn't change the price of anything and it was functionally the same oh right there was right. some sort of incredibly minor redesign of yeah. like internal components I think yeah yeah I do remember that but they're identical for all intents and purposes yeah right so yeah so in total something between to these do with two, the cooling I believe I think you're right yeah, I know you're totally right. Yeah, you, I remember you sending me articles about like you know people testing the new cooling uh, system. There. Yeah, well, they were like uh, they had a, they were checking the temperature on the old and the new, and there was like a forget how many degree difference, uh, but whatever. It feel like it had something to do with cooling. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's all there is here. I mean, it is a again strictly rumor hearsay. Hmm. The guy's been right in the past. Amazing um, idea. It's a great idea, and if they really are going to release. 30 million units in fiscal year 2023, that's fucking mental. That is complete like, if that happens, people will actually but like, I mean, there are going to be PS5s in brick and mortar stores. You think so? They've already sold 21.7 million PS5s. Yeah, I know. So I mean, a lot of people have them already. A lot of people have them, but most people still don't. Well, maybe. Again, okay, so 20 million, and then they're making another 30 million. Yeah. The 20 million barely scratched but the surface. Do most of them don't at this point in time? Dude, I look at my friends list. Yeah? PS4, I PS4, have, PS4, PS4. I had, PS4, a, I PS4. had a lot with PS5s on my friend list. I've got a couple, but yeah. uh, like you and maybe four others out of like 38 people. Interesting. Um, oh, and maybe not. Maybe there's a couple more, but really, it's like, I'd say less than a fifth. Well, 30 million units in fiscal year 2023, which is more than all of the PS5s they have sold so far. Mm-hmm. In the two years, is it? But it's, again, it's been two years, <clears throat> and yeah. we're talking like a fifth of the people I know have it. Yeah. And so you're talking 30 million for the world? Mm. I don't think that's going to... Maybe it's not actually that much. I yeah. don't think it's that much. Well, still, whether it is or not, I mean, the fact that they're going to be able to... Because they've had trouble getting this 21.7 million out so far. Yeah. So yeah, if, yeah, they, yeah. if they can actually do 30 million in a year... I think they'll go like hotcakes. Then it means that they must have some... They must have discovered some way of making it easier. Mm-hmm. Either they're using different parts or, like, they've, they've solved sourcing issues. Mm-hmm. Whatever it is, there's got to be... They've, they've found some way to make it easier. Otherwise, they wouldn't be able to, right? So, yeah. so then in theory, they should become widely available, right? In theory. Uh, but again, this is also just a rumor. So we also have to see if this actually pans sure. out. If it does pan out, I mean, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be good for people to be able to get PlayStations. Yeah, how they're managing to do that, that's a big, that's a big who knows, mm-hmm. you know? But, um, I mean, we'll have to see. Well, we, we sh- I mean, if this is correct, then we should see by fiscal year March 2023, I believe, right? So mm-hmm. there should be some of this beginning then. Um, so we'll just have to see. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited for it. I, I do like the idea of an attachable one that does yeah. definitely make me... I will 100% buy the digital version. Yeah. If this yeah. is a thing, yeah. Yeah, there's no sense. question. There's no way that it, I would buy the disc version. It suddenly becomes completely sensible. Yeah. Well, because I mean, you can just be like, anytime I can get a small attachment. Well, also, a lot of the time on PlayStations, the thing that breaks is the disc drive. That's a good point, too. Uh, very often, that is the case. Yeah. So, what do you do? You replace the console. Yeah. What they're saying here is, yeah. what do you do? You replace the add-on. This little piece. It's actually, it's kind of nice in a way. Well, you know I, what I mean? I, Jazz has had two PlayStations where the disc drive is what fucked up. Yeah. And it would just spit out the disc. Yeah. 
all the time. Totally. She'd be playing something and go beep, beep, beep. And it would spit I remember. out the disc. Yeah. And it was like, <laughs> dude, that's a piss off. Like It is, it is. But anyway. Uh, well, listen, I mean, that's all we got for you for this episode. Yeah. Uh, it was been, it's been an action-packed episode. I had a good time. Yeah, man. Um, I hope you guys had a good time. And, uh, yeah, I mean... Uh, Happy gosh. Halloween. Happy Halloween. How to close this. I mean, listen, I, I, I really hope I'm going to be playing some Signalis soon. Mm. You. Two days. Mm. They don't push it again. Because they pushed, they pushed it six days. The release was supposed to be 21st, and then suddenly one day I checked that there was no news about this whatsoever. Suddenly one day I checked the story, and it suddenly said 27th. And I'm Ooh, like, I don't like that. There's some sketchiness going on here. I don't like that. I don't know, but uh, even if I can play that, Reverse comes out on Friday, so there's that. Hey, that's pretty <laughs> but, good. Uh, it is kind of cool. It is kind of cool. Not bad. Uh, and maybe worth checking to see if Village is on sale, just because. Yeah, yeah I'm going to check later. Since they have this all this new shit. Uh, there's a strong possibility that they're trying to tie that with like a big price reduction too. Yeah, uh, that's I, I a frequent like, tactic. I know? feel like I saw it for thirty-seven bucks. Very possible. Um, yeah, but uh, yeah. whatever. Um, but uh, yeah, so I mean, I guess you know. Hope you enjoyed the episode. Take care, and we'll catch you next time.